This week in league, Kalen is French for coward as Ponga refuses to take the field to be tested against Teddy. Anthony Griffin identifies Cohen Hess as his first major recruitment target as he unveils his final solution for NRL supremacy. Anthony Milford's body catches up with his heart and joins it on the sidelines for the remainder of the year. Plus, we look ahead to all of the action for round 18 of the 2020 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 367 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Getting close to the end. Got that finals feeling. Oh, it's fucking getting close to the start of footy. You're starting up again. The NFL. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bring it. Um, It's been a long season for a Manly fan, hasn't it? It has. It has. Especially when you just fucking just think, my God, and 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 we'll get to the game stuff later. But again, like, is there been there hasn't been a game in about the last eight where they haven't lost two players in, in the match as well, which is just fucking crazy. But um, that's the most. That's well, I mean, at least you know they're getting value out of like the complete 30, 30 man squad. Well, actually, not yet because I think T Rex is in it and he hasn't been he hasn't been seen yet and he's not in the twenty one this week. So fuck, how's he feeling? Well, I mean, you know, look, we're going to lose another two this week, so there's going to come the point where there's just no option. He's at least going to be in the 21, uh, yeah, if not the 17. I mean, because surely it must be getting to the fucking point where the... I know I know where backline players are concerned. There's literally no one left. Like, that's yeah, okay. it. One more injury, <laughs> and and we're fucking... And, well, we'll just do... We'll, it'll just be 80 minutes of what we normally do for 40 minutes. Have, like, a fucking second row in yeah, the, the okay. centres. Except maybe the second rowers may have to push out as far as the wing. Well, <laughs> T-Rex on the wing. Well, I mean, you know, you fucking uh, can do it. Mm. The big man. Mm. Has been has been known to do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, news this week. Fucking straight into the news. Uh, I don't have a ton of articles lined up, although just because there's a couple of little things where it's just like, oh, you know, like you know, it's interesting, but we'll probably talk about it in like a game situation anyway. Mm. So, but Anthony Griffin will be uh, has been signed to be the next coach of the St George Illawarra Dragons for the next two seasons, and so he'll take over the reins ahead of the 2021 campaign, and uh, returns to coaching, having last coached uh, just recently, finishing in uh, 2018. So, of course, he had a stint at the Broncos there from 2011 to 2014. Yep. Panthers, 2016 to 18. Yep. 55.5% win rating. And, uh, yeah, recently he's been the assistant for the Tongan international side um, alongside Dean Young, who he's with at the minute. Yep. Uh, who he will be at the minute, I suppose, as he moves in and transitions. So... I guess the Dragons, I think their priority, being serious, I think their priority is just the fact that Anthony Griffin is one of those coaches that when we've had questions asked, um, they've happened on the on the members' episodes a bit about, okay, here's this team, how do you fucking, you know, what do you do to fix it? Yep. And he's the type of coach that you do put in to kind of structurally fix a fucked up organization. Yeah. 
and he's got a, a very good. He, I mean, he he hasn't won a comp, but he does have a very good uh, a very good record of taking teams to the finals, and yeah. so that's a great first step for a dragon side that hasn't been mm. in that kind of environment mm. for quite some time. Uh, is he the guy to get it to to get them over the the ultimate hurdle and actually win a comp? Look, I don't probably not, but. Regardless of that, I I don't think there's any one coach that is the coach to do that. Yeah, because you need the cattle. Yeah, you know you, you can be the greatest fucking coach in the world, but if you give, you know, who who would you say is the the greatest coach of the modern era? Like if you give Bellamy the current Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs roster, he's not winning a comp with that. No, but I mean, look, I would, I would, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it first year. Like you wouldn't say first year. Not You'd at say all. let them, yeah, because yeah, the the thing they speak about with a lot of coaches, like for example, this is something that Seabold came up against. Uh, you know, oh, you know, this was a roster that he didn't assemble. He didn't have his team exactly. in quotes, you know, things like that. So yeah, exactly. But um, but I mean, you know, it, it has to be said that I mean, Bellamy certainly when he pulls the likes of a. You know, like a, a Brian Norrie out of fucking regional Victorian, yeah. co- you know, rugby league captain coaching Which, some team of farmers and turns him into a fucking... But that's the thing, you know. You know like do, he can't extract the best out of a player. Doing that sort of thing is a yeah. lot easier when you when you go, yeah, when you've got your crocs and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, yeah. you're slotting them into. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is, I think that the coach is, is fine, but people are kidding themselves if they think that just replacing a coach... Is going to turn everything... It's yeah. what fucked Brisbane. Yep. Um, the the fact that they just thought, well, hang on, we're not where we need to be. We're going to replace the coach, and that'll be the the secret switch that flicks us into a, a premiership side. Um, yeah, you know, he did a fine job taking over. Uh, you know, Henjack had the Broncos in a uh, unfavorable position. You could, uh, you could argue it was, it was his it was his Broncos roster that that alter, you know. Yeah. He, the, yeah, he coached them in 2014 and the grand final 20, 2015. 2015. Could also argue that perhaps that wouldn't have been the case if he was still coaching coach in 2015. Yeah, exactly. These are so, things that can be argued. Exactly. Um, the the Dragons need some fucking recruitment, first and foremost. And I would hope that he is uh, you know, given a platform to coach the side the way he sees fit. Uh, given the the uh, the comments that Mary made about his later time there, where you know there was, he didn't yeah. have, he didn't have the final say over the over there the was team. a selection panel. Yeah, did yeah. It? Funnily enough, I did see an interview with Dean Young. Yeah, and Dean Young said that he was given full autonomy to pick the team. Yeah. Okay. So it was a thing then. So it just seemed to be a try and get him out. Yeah. Style of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um the. The fucking grossest part of all this is the two sides of the reporting media that have made it about them somehow. Uh, yeah. That the Fox side are pro-Griffin and yeah. think it's great and, you know, <laughs> that, that he's a great bloke and he's been hardly done by. Yeah. And then the other side, which is, you know, funnily enough, the, the side that, that Gus is on. Yeah. Um, they're saying that it's a travesty and the Dragons are making a horrible mistake. Thing. Yeah, it, Jesus fucking Christ! But then it was like, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't they saying that like you know, like Gus recommended him to the Dragons, but then he's come. But then it comes out that he said to 
the Panthers board that that he can't coach. But, you know, when he was at the Panthers, he's like, you know, that's what that's how he got him out. He said he can't coach. I can try and work with. I can. I can. I can continue to work with him, but he can't coach. And that's when you you were like running fourth, and you got fired. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but then Gus does a review with the Panthers, the, the, the Dragons. <laughs> Recommends a guy. He says can't coach. Yeah. I, I don't fucking know. Yeah. And, <laughs> this is what people forget in life when you when you're looking at other people. Yeah. And and especially if they. They have something to do with a, something you're passionate about, like a footy club or, yep. or whatever it is. You expect that everything they've ever said is the gospel truth all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has there ever been a situation in anyone's life where they've said something to get something that they wanted or needed <laughs> out of an individual or a group of people that may have been bending the truth a little bit? Yes. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. You know? Oh, <laughs> Um, other little brief items, I suppose, uh, that um, AJ has re-signed for two years with the Rabbits. Yes, putting an end to that. Oh, it hasn't been officially announced, I don't think, but um, but it's uh, said to have happened. And apparently, he signed with them for like a hundred grand less than the Storm yep. were offering him, which is fucking crazy. Yep. Um, on his, but I mean, look, look, loyalty is loyalty is a great thing, and if I was a rabbits fan, I'd be feeling very warm and fuzzy about that fact. And yeah. go, wow, what a fucking great guy, what a great South guy, blah blah, you know, Cardinal and fucking Myrtle, you know, up the fucking rabbits, blah blah blah. But I mean, playing rugby league is a short fucking career unless you're Cameron Smith and you just got to fucking get out of the house every weekend. <laughs> So you take him out of the equation, yeah, and it's a fucking it's a short career. You got to get in while the getting's good. Yep. Now AJ has made he's 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 made some coin over his career, but it's never been that top tier coin. No. And I'm not suggesting that he would be on top tier coin down at the Storm either. He'd be on significantly less than they were paying uh, paying Fox, I'm sure. Yep. But it's still a hundred grand more. Yeah. Than what he what he will be getting. Yep. Uh, sure, you've got to live in fucking. Bat country, <laughs> <laughs> come to where the bat flavor is. Yeah, and um, and you know what? I only had that thought today because because I'm looking at going storm. Uh, you know, Cameron Smith uncertain future. Um, Craig Bellamy's uncertain. You know how long he's going to be there. But at the end of the day, fucking solid organization that yeah, you know are going to run. It. They're going to run you properly. They're going to rehab you properly. You're going to win yep. games. You're probably going to make the finals, etc., etc. Yep. I was thinking, wow, actually, that's a good point. In the year 2020, how much is that fucking cesspool down there with the Rona and everything? Yeah. How much does that influence somebody? Mm. Especially because they're like, well, fuck, I'm going down to play in, I'm going to go down and play in Melbourne. Got to train, you know, work, play half my games in Melbourne, move my family down there, but also the Rona. So I'm going to get stuck up, you know, do I, how long am I going to be in Queensland with my family down in Melbourne mm. you know, under lockdown? Yeah, you know, there's probably too many uncertainties. Yeah. Um, it's like, is it like the first time in the history where it's just like an undesirable like it's like yeah. the only undesirable place probably to except Townsville play, yeah actually Towns, yeah, Townsville and I mean New Zealand obviously but yeah well that goes without saying with the territory yeah <laughs> because otherwise you know like Melbourne you know Victoria previously had the you know Melbourne you know with the, the fucking well, it, it also, the yeah. other benefit it had yeah. was a certain level of anonymity. Yeah, yeah, total anonymity. Where 
you know, you, you could live aspects of a commas normal life. Yeah. And still be on, you know, sports player money. Yeah. So. Yep. Speaking That's of true. sports player money, did you see uh, the salary cap issue? No, I did out? not. So, Which salary cap issue is this? So the NRL salary cap is set to be cut in a bid to stop up to 100 players losing their jobs. Okay. I mean, they did sort of talk about this as being a something that was going to happen as part of the Rona restructure. That's it. Yeah. So th- this is one of those interesting things where the players wanted their money guaranteed mm-hmm. for next season. Yep. What the NRL have come back and said was that we either need to cut the top 30 squads mm-hmm. and I'd heard they were going to make them 28. Yep. Uh, but it says it may be as much as 25 depending on the fallout of Rona. But now they're saying that they'll keep them at top 30s. But just reduce the... But everyone's going to have to take a haircut. Yeah. Well, look, if everyone's taking a haircut, then, you know, hmm. I suppose. Hmm. The only problem... The, the problem is, though, like, you know, monetarily, high, high, highly paid players, the higher paid players... 10% percent, of... 10% of, their, of is theirs is... Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, like, 10% of you know base wage hurts a lot more it's not as much money in dollars but, but to that person yeah but to that person yeah yeah, yeah. so it. like there's some things to negotiate there but i think as long as everyone's if it's like a, a you know percentage basis thing just across the board then it's hard for them to argue too much i think and also if it's something that's happening to everybody then it doesn't mean it's not going to cause this. Well, I'm going. I'm leaving the club and going to this other club because everyone's in the same boat. So, but what what I'm waiting for again is fucking dickhead players piping up and going, "Oh, let let us see how the administration's being run." Yeah, if, surely they're off that point now. We've, oh, fucking, you wait for it. I mean, because they've had that. They they got what they wanted there. I mean, they 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 got what they wanted. Well, they did. They like, had here, fucking go to the website where the fucking annual report yeah, is. Is every ex- fucking year expert negotiator, <laughs> fucking Newton. Yeah, negotiated his way out of I, fucking Hawkins. J. I Hawkins want pussy. this thing. I want this thing, and I'm not leaving until I get this thing. And they do that bit where they cover up the microphone. I'm like, do, do, does he mean the bit that's publicly available that anyone can see at any time? Yes, I think that's what he means. Look, the bottom the bottom line with all this NRLPA shit is that if your chief negotiator's biggest, most famous negotiation was negotiating his way out of Jennifer Hawkins' pussy, then... Yeah, then, exactly. Then that's the, that's your fucking William Wallace you're going to run into battle line, <laughs> is it? Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, there, Although, yep. like, who knows? Like, do you know what it takes to win Miss Universe? What? Like a lot. You know how many people you got to get on side? A lot. Mm-hmm. How do we know that when she came back from that shit, having sex with her wasn't like opening your front door and fucking the night? Yeah. Could have been the smartest <laughs> move of his life. Yeah, That's maybe. what I'm saying. <laughs> In related news, <laughs> in related news, friend of the show, yeah. Hope Solo, I believe it was today or today or yesterday. I mean, I don't want to get too soccery in the, in the, in the house, but a friend, good good friend of the show, Hope, Hope Solo, um, legendary female um, US uh, 
national team goalie, the uh, greatest goalkeeper in US history, male or female. Um, this year was the first year she was eligible for the Hall of Fame. And really? I did not get the required votes to be voted into the Hall of Fame. Really? And so I don't know whether it was the fact that she was uh, that she physically abused like a fourteen year old nephew, or the fact that she's got a that she released a bunch of photos of of, of, of her with a fucking loosely packed Italian dip sandwich <laughs> that cost her the votes. But uh, but yeah, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Why don't we offer her an honorary Hall of Fame? Oh, look, I think she's in it. I mean, if we named a, sol- a stadium after her, then... But can we not do... Can, can, like the, there you go. That's a perfect trust I should next year. Well, not now, because you know, people know. But yeah, well, there's no trust there. Like just a photo of her, and it says proudly inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, yeah. Hmm. She's the one. She's the one exception to the rule where you say like, "Oh, great player, even better bloke." Like, great. In conclusion, great player. Fuck the RLPA. Fuck terrible fucking human being. Yeah. And which brings us back around full circle. Shout out to Clint Newton. Yeah. <laughs> and so finally, before we move on, um, Bronson Jerry, his, uh, his B sample came back hot, and he is uh, he's looking down the barrel. I think it was was it last week? We were, you know, he, we're looking. He's looking down the barrel of a. Yep. You know, a lengthy suspension, four years, I believe, for uh, using performer enhancing, enhancing supplements. And it was just, it wasn't that long before we started recording tonight that uh, we saw it pop up in our uh, hashtag Tool Nation uh, Facebook group. And it was a uh, something off Twitter saying that, uh, that, that Bronson uh, was recovering from shoulder surgery when his A sample was taken in November last year. And it is understood the rising star will argue that he had taken the banned supplements with the purpose of aiding his recovery, not with an intention to cheat. Well, Bronson, let me tell you a story about did, why people use did steroids. Did he have representation? He fucking... Pro- yeah, Clint Newton. Like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> honestly... He's, 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 he, what he's doing, he's mistaking, he, he's thinking that Asada can be conned into thinking that steroid use is only to, in, you know, like bodybuilding circles to get fucking jacked and vascular. 99.9% of sports people that use steroids, performance enhancing supplements, it isn't to directly go from A to B to they take the steroids and they instantly run faster. That's not the fucking way it works. Yeah. The way it works is they take the steroids, which decreases muscle fatigue, enhances recovery, decreases injuries, and their performance is enhanced by the fact that they can train longer, harder, recover faster, train more, etc. Yeah. etc. Et exactly the fucking scenario that you just fucking admitted to thinking it was a mitigating factor towards taking fucking drugs. The most lenient sports towards drug taking. I mean, like let's take let's take like blanket fucking cheating off the table, like like institutional cheating, like, like major league like, baseball. Well, well, like fucking like bicycles, like yeah. fucking lands, like institutional cheating where literally every cunt's doing it. Yep. Take that off the table because there's like a level of corruption there. It's not leniency. It's just straight out, you know, corruption. But like for example, uh, back in the day, like you know, sort of ten years ago, maybe less, like UFC. Uh, they when they got the the um, you know Wada or whoever Usada who were on there to do the testing, 
it was a big thing because, like, let's face it, MMA can't love to take fucking roids because yeah. it decreases injuries, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Um, and let me tell you, just as an aside, like the local MMA scene, rife. Because when you have a fight locally, they're mostly amateur, but even if they're pro, the blood tests you get done are to prove you haven't got like hepatitis and AIDS and shit. They're not, there's no drug ah, testing. Really? So, so if you're training MMA and you want to have fight, fucking juice up boys because you can do it with fucking impunity. Oh my God, the back knee you see in professional MMA in Australia. Um, but okay, yeah, back on the subject. The UFC, uh, when they brought Usada in, it was a huge fucking problem because everyone was doing roids. Mm. And so they had to, so then there were guys that, uh, that were, had used roids so long or they were sort of older. And so then they brought in this you know, therapeutic exemption sort of situation yep. where they could say, look, I've, this is my the doc, doctor has tested my my testosterone levels, yep. and they are like the levels of like a they're, they're whatever this is like X parts per blah blah, blah yep. and that's like the levels of like a forty year old man, which I am. But you know, so I'm allowed to. I've been prescribed testosterone to, to take me to the level of like a twenty three yeah, year old, yeah, you know, yeah, like, okay. which is fucking stupid. <laughs> but I mean, age catches up to everyone. Like that's yeah, at the end does. of the day, age catches up to us all. Certainly uh, does. And combat sports in particular are, are, are a young man's game, or at least a you know mildly young, you know, probably prime in your 30, 30 sort of era, thirty-two. But um, rugby league's never had that. Most Olympic sports, like they don't have that shit. They're just fucking outright. If you know when you sign onto the program to, for the sport that you're in, one of the things you're assigning to is attesting to the fact that yep. everything, everything, single thing that goes into your body. Is your legit. responsibility yes. is legit, and your it's your responsibility. You're not letting people fucking jab you mysteriously with fucking syringes while you sleep. You're not taking stuff that's uh, yep. you know you. It is your responsibility to ensure that any supplements you take are, are on the uh, the approved list for the organization that's uh, testing yep. you, and they give you comprehensive fucking lists and along with other things as well where you've got to report where you're going to be at certain times so they can hit surprise tests on you and that sort of yep. shit. So. In, in organizations that are that strict, as opposed to like the UFC was, I mean, UFC sort of tightened it up now, but um, and removed those, you know, the the uh, therapeutic shit. To my knowledge, I don't think there is any other therapeutic place, you know, where, where you can actually use steroids. It's just like you, you can, you know, you just don't. Um, the only time you can get some sort of leniency is if you claim that the substance was tainted. Now, you can claim a substance was tainted or you like, you, you, I took something legal, I took like some creatine. And it was this brand of creatine, and then if they, if you still have that bucket, they take that bucket from you, and, they test, and every yeah. other bucket from that brand that you have, yeah, they test the fuck out of those, and then they go back to the mothership wherever it came from, and if they find that perhaps it's like a company in in like Russia or China, and they're producing creatine, but they're also producing roids yeah pharmaceutical steroids yeah. as well and they're and in the same fucking barrels or whatever yeah. Yeah. then then you they might go well you know what you're right you did the, you did take the right thing and it was tainted so you'll only get six months then because but that and they still don't they still don't pull it completely that, who was that that tried was that someone recently that tried the whole um my housemate put it in my was it, I feel like, like there was I like took a some of my housemates. I, I, I feel I feel like there was like an Australian swimmer, a female swimmer, or something, or something like yeah, that. Okay, yeah, okay, probably. So. Which put us in a terrible situation because I mean, like our, our male swimmers are especially vocal when it comes to Chinese steroid use. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's a way to fuck it up for the gang. Love. Yeah. 
But um, so look, but, but the fact that he's the 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 way that's been worded, if that's true, where he's going to say, he's literally saying, "Yeah, I willingly took it, not to cheat, but to recover faster." A motherfucker, that's the textbook use of steroids. But, B motherfucker, you've admitted to taking them, so but this you're gone already. Yeah. That's it. Uh, old Shandor Earl, mm-hmm. he took his as part of recovery. He'd blown out his leg, or I think it was his leg, and that was when he took his. He was going to the doctor to recover, and they said, you can do this and get done faster. And he went, okay, sure. Yeah, the problem is with Shandor Earl, he was the same situation as the, as the Cronulla ones, where... It was like, it was hazy anyway, like the whole peptide thing. It was like, yeah. it, it was hazy and it was probably newly added to the schedule anyway. Yep. And the, and that's probably why they were, and yeah, and, and they weren't sort of being told what they were, you know, being given that, which is probably why the leniency came in a little bit to, to those guys. Hmm. Like, Shandor Earl didn't get caught with, like, fucking Decker or whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever fucking That's Jerry right, got. Yeah, we tried I to mean, read those last yeah, week. Like, he got caught with, like, the legitimately fucking, like, he, there was, like, three things. One of them I never heard of. And the other two are literally the first two things that come into your mind when you think of steroids. Like, it was just straight up yeah. fucking oil that he got from a fucking guy at a locker room at a fucking gym at a powerlifting gym uh, uh, I mean it was a, it was just like literally the straight up shit so it wasn't like some kind of you know exotic like your designer you know peptide or something or other that's like you know in a sort of grey area and maybe it was legal but now it's not and it wasn't any yep. I mean he was just taking straight up gear of three flavours at least three flavours of gear <laughs> now he's willingly he's admitted that he willingly took it but in his heart <laughs> It wasn't cheating. I'm, I'm sorry, son. But yeah, Bronson, your mum's not on the panel. You've literally just given yourself four years, motherfucker. Unless, yeah. unless Asada is on is on some dumb, <laughs> dumb shit that's you know not the standard of like you know water and uh, in terms of uh, punishment. But I mean, given that they put four years on the table, that's kind of what the everything internationally mm. is for yeah. for a um for a positive test. So. Yep. Well, see, you're young, but the, the thing is, when you serve your four years, I, I guess he'll probably be three years because by the time it's all said and done, he's already going to have been out for one year. So whatever the time served up from you know, November last year, yep. you're going to have that. Three years, by the time it's all said and done, you'll be back in like, what, the 2024 season or something like that. The That's way funny. to get a contract, apart from physically training and all mm. that shit, is you've got to fucking pass the attitude test yeah, and not trot that it. shit out when it's time to register your contract again. Yep. Like, I mean, dude. Yeah. That shit might fly now and make you look less guilty in the eyes of your bros. Yeah. But it ain't going to impress any, you know, any coaches or club head honchos that, that may be interested in signing you if and you come back in good health. Yeah. Spot on. All right, recaps. Thursday night. One of the more disappointing fucking nights of Thursday night football here. Given Broncos are always Thursday and Friday, it's usually a, verif- a veritable smorgasbord of paprika and just fucking orgasmic Broncos getting fucking 60 points put on them. We rock up and the Panthers are like, well, fucking here we go again. It's going to be good. No. 
narrator. The narrator, no, it was not good. It was a, it was, it was a twenty-five to twelve win to the Panthers. Uh, they had tries to Mansour, Capewell, Luai, and To'o. Cleary, three or four conversions, a penalty goal, and a field goal. The Broncos, 12, tries two, Katoni Staggs and Jordan Ricky with two conversions from two attempts to Staggs. I was at this game. It was fantastic. It was a glimpse into the Broncos' future. When they In be- what way? When they become the Gold Coast Titans 2.0. And there are 5,800 people <laughs> at their home games. And let me tell you, Suncorp Stadium is a pleasure to go and watch football at. When there's 15,000, 20,000 less cunts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because every person that wasn't there yeah. was a fuckhead. Yeah. It, it was absolutely glorious. A lot of Panthers fans out, obviously. They're you know, yeah. traveling well, so they made the journey. But... Well, they, they made the journey from Brisbane. Yeah, well, they might not have They're come not, out. You know. I'm not sure any of them were like, can't wait for that game against the Broncos. I'm going to fucking go and quarantine for two weeks at the border. Look, we travel. We travel. Um, it was great. They snuck across, the, stuck across the border, got fucking some of, some of Naden's old uncle's fucking border crossings. <laughs> Little humpies on the... I know where three of his tents are. <laughs> He's got a tunnel under the border. <laughs> um, don't run a UV light over his mattresses. <laughs> For two reasons. <laughs> Young fella absolutely fucking loved it. And uh, right at halftime, you're straight into the toilets. No cues. Straight into the food bit. No cues. Straight into the drinks. Absolutely <laughs> fucking phenomenal. It was great. The best experience you can have at Suncorp yeah. Stadium. Yep. Like we had glorious, glorious fucking tickets. And shout out to everyone that tried to help out with the tickets. I was just fucking inundated with people offering their codes up. Yep. Mainly Brisbane members. You fucking cowards. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you. Yeah, it wasn't much. like they, want, they, didn't, they want, didn't want to go and watch the game with Step to have. Yeah, no. They're like, I'm not going to this massacre. <laughs> you fucking do it. <laughs> Um, and the seats are absolutely phenomenal. Yep. Sitting about on the 30, pendants running at us. And because there was no one there at half time, we just got up and went to the other but end the of the other, field. Yeah, yeah. In, obviously hoping to see like many tries. That's it. Oh, yeah. you know, we, we got the second half's worth yep. as well, as well as first half's worth. But yep. it really looked, and there were a couple of points, Brisbane played a much more controlled and fucking simpler game plan. They look to have gone back a little bit to basics in what they were doing. They were just getting numbers in tackles. They were just getting up off their line quick and they were doing little things better than they'd been doing. For Penrith, it looked like Ivan had taken the opportunity to to pretty much have an opposed training session. He brought back some guys that hadn't played for a while like Capel got a fucking beautiful reintroduction mm-hmm. after having not having played for however long that's been there were some you know some some interesting switches in terms of when he came on and kick out got a rest um, they missed Isaiah Yo and his control and his ability to play both sides or play to both sides of the field I should say um, Fish was in there up to his fucking eyeballs all night. 
And it was almost as if, and I need this to be true, so I'm going to believe it. <laughs> but it, it did look as if Penrith were, were just running through the motions and almost training scenarios. Like almost training, okay, well, how do we just <clears throat> stay down here and, and build some pressure? Or, or how do we do it? Because there were opportunities they had where they had the depth for a long sweep and just didn't take advantage of it. Just kept playing close in, one out, and really getting in and trying to put some some grit, I guess, on the game. Um, Cleary's more phenomenal in person than he is on your television. So I would suggest to everybody that if you do one thing this year, um, go and see him live. Um, I, I now know how the people felt that think they saw Jeebus walk on water. Well, you're saying you knew how those fucking Penrith, Penrith 10 fucking Sydney 5s felt when they were in there TikTok and <laughs> <laughs> at Castle de Cleary. <laughs> no, um, but you know they, they got the job done when they needed to. A couple of things that I'm concerned about in terms of their defense, they'd had that wonderful record of they hadn't leaked points in the first 20 minutes of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's happened a couple of times in a row now. And also a couple of times where they've leaked the first try. So there's a little bit of work to be done there. Particularly when they are progressing themselves through a period of the draw where they're not actually playing anybody. Exactly. And like I think that their draw could be set up a little bit better for them for finals readiness. True. And I don't think and I don't think it is. It's not, but they were looking a little bit tired. You know, they'd had a lot of high intensity matches. Well they're fucking they're lucky that Gus isn't around then, aren't they? That is otherwise they'd be wholesale dropping. Fucking absolutely fucking punch. <laughs> There'll be a lot of contracts hitting the open market for 2021. <laughs> but uh, in Facebook, Chris said, the good sides know how to win ugly, and that was uglier than a fat man's scrotum. So proud of the boys. To come to Brisbane, a place that holds so many unhappy memories for Penrith sides of the past, bury those demons and carry on our record-breaking season in the hashtag Yeary of Cleary. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Adam said, how do you have a loss without losing? Well, the Panthers found a way. Hashtag <laughs> Yuri of Cleary. John said, to be fair, it looked like Penrith were looking for an easy win rather than a big score. They were happy to just stay down the Broncos' end of the field and run it in the middle rather than spreading it. I agree. Plenty of overlaps they didn't take advantage of. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. And even more than overlaps, live, you saw exactly how easily some shifts, like just would have put Crichton in space. Or- yeah. Things like that. It was uh, it was wonderful to see. Shunter said, as the case has been all year, Penrith can have an off game, but still pull out a win. Funny how galaxy brain Harvard Tony departs and takes his game theory with him. And all of a sudden, Brisbane resemble a professional football team. Some promising sides in this game. Katoni Stags was in the thick of it. Graham said, even in our worst game of 2020, young Nathan delivers the 13 plus for the punters. <laughs> that was the other thing. Nathan said, "Disrespectful field goal." Yeah, it, the uh, hashtag Yuri of. I was hoping someone. Would, I hoping. I was hoping someone would mention that. Disrespectful field goal, when the other team is still fucking right in it and still pressing when they're and have the ball in possession. Nah, they and won't. you're and you're only ahead two scores. That's that is not disrespectful. Disrespectful is like I hate to fucking say it. Like when you're 
you're up and there's no time left on the game and poor fucking gallon of all people kicks a fucking field goal on you or when like you're you're down to 58 nil when you're down 50 no, nil, 58 this, nil and a guy kicks a field goal for no fucking reason that, they were gone that was actually a game by, by that, that was actually a game, game that was a game that was basically a game icing field goal which is what you expect if it's on offer disrespectful if it was 25 if it was 24 nil fuck yeah even if it had been like what 30 if it had been 30 30 well, to 12 Look, all I know is that it happened mm. and somebody screamed out, oh my God, the disrespect. So <laughs> That's had to be one of us. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got any more of them? No. Nah, all right. Uh, where are we? The uh, Knights... 38 to feed the Sharks, 10 at McDonald Jones. Uh, the Knights, what do we got here? A hat trick to Callum Ponga. Uh, a double to Stafford Toa. Uh, Fitzgibbon King also with tries. Uh, Lino, four or five conversions after Ponga missed a couple. Lino with a penalty goal. And the Sharks, 10 tries to Moot. And, uh, <laughs> and Connor Tracy. Uh, Bryson Goodman with a conversion. And uh, how do you see this one? Look, two how two teams two teams on the slide. That that guy's name is worse than any nickname we could possibly. <laughs> well, I mean, like you know, Mulatalo. I mean, is is yeah, it's, I know. It's vague. It's it's vague, vaguely exotic, but I mean, like, it, if his nickname is not Moot, it is now. It is now. Yep. And I and I would urge any sharks sharks fans to start like a Moot chant. You know, like. <laughs> well, I like, remember when Tuki used to rock it up back in the day. And the crowd would be like, every time he got the ball and yeah. he's running off the back fence, yeah. the crowd would be like, this is what he did. And now we're that when he gets it, mood. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to have too many more chances to do it this season because they've only got a couple of weeks to play. Well, but, you, you, you know, 10,000 people are all just going, <laughs> like <they were. laughs> doesn't really translate to a football. I, mean, I think it's easier for, for, you know, when you've got a beer in each hand, mood. Oh, it just seems to go better, I think. Imagine that if that was the Viking clap. Let them have to stretch their flaps out. Let them go. Uh, I still couldn't get it in time. <laughs> well, you know, you'd, you'd have to measure flap density and angle of spread. That'd be way too much maths. Literally one of the first fucking signs of coordination of a fucking toddler is clapping to the wiggles. They can't fucking get that right. How do you expect them to do all this, you know, calculus on fucking beef curtains? <laughs> you know they you know they ain't doing that shit and it's cold down there they're not going to play flaps out in the winter like <laughs> they'll be like glass shade you like wind chimes doctor 15,000 people have shown up with hypothermia of the flap yeah no oh just imagine that it's like they shattered like the guy at the end of T2 yeah Ooh, nasty. Yeah, especially if they all like pulled up like mercury and shit and then started like reconfirming. <laughs> <laughs> then, they, then they all sort of flow together into one thing and fucking voila, there's another Kalen Ponger walking around. <laughs> Actually, probably more likely to be another Camp Smith. <laughs> like, Camp Smith, this is a game between the, the Sharks and the Knights. Bob just walks up and takes it by the hand and walks out with it. <laughs> you can fucking alien or something. Uh, anyway, on to the subject at hand. 
Both sides are kind of sliding out, you know, sliding to the bottom of the eight and looking like first week easy beats. And I didn't see a great deal. I mean, in a head-to-head matchup, I guess it's just set the hierarchy between, you know, who's six, seven, and eight. And uh, the Sharks are most certainly now the absolute lowest, worst performed seed. Yes. In the in the eight at the moment, yeah, thoroughly don't, don't thoroughly don't deserve to be there. Um, and it's it's really hard to like take any positives out of this game for them. Yeah, the. There doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesion in the Sharks at the moment. You know, and and that was the thing of Sharks teams of the past, the the successful one anyway. Uh, and I say this because I, I don't know if anyone remembers, so I will fucking remind you that I said after 2016, that was as high as the Sharks would ever go and you would slowly slide back into mediocrity. And that's where you will remain forever fucking more. So here you are. Eat my ass. But those Sharks teams of the past at, at least knew what they were. Yep. They were a gritty, hardworking forward pack with a bench that had come in and back up exactly what the starters were doing that would get in and fucking grind up the middle of the field all night. And the backs would play off the back of that. There just seems at the moment to be like a couple of individuals wanting to do this thing mm-hmm. and then another couple trying to do something else. Summed up by you know someone with a fucking pea-sized brain like Chad Townsend trying to take matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. He's thrown a shoulder charge. After play has been stopped. Like not an obscured shoulder charge where it was like a shoulder charge where he kind of tried to hide that he was shot. Yeah. It was it was straight up launched. And launched is a good word because he left the ground. And you know, with his shoulder, you know, as the impact thing and his arms tucked and yeah. there wasn't like any like oh, I'm gonna bullshit reach around and hit him with a shoulder charge, but sort of it's that thing where they yeah. like smash him with the shoulder and then like flail the arm out. Yeah, yeah. There was none of that. It was just like he, yeah. he was locked into a fucking Rock formation, yeah. Launched. So let's let's say at any one of those things, yep. You take any one of those out of the equation. Well, remember they brought in they they brought in the ability to sinbin <coughs> players for for late shots and like foul play on playmakers. Yep. Like what two years ago, a year ago, whenever yep. it was. That's it. And um, so hasn't really been needed. No, not really, because it, pretty much as soon as they you know, brought in the koala rule, yep, the the it stopped. Yeah. The abuse stopped. That's it. And because um, mostly it was like things like you know smashing JT well after he passed the ball and things like that. Or Cooper, fuck Cooper Cronk yeah. used to cop it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he never fucking sucked about it. You know, yeah, true. Just, you know. But um, but this one was like fucking stoppage of play. Yeah. <laughs> Launched. Yeah. And, and it was because fucking Wade Graham was down injured. Yeah. That's why he called a halt to play. Yeah. But okay, so take stoppage out. This is the thing you got. You take stoppage out. He's still. It's still. He's still intentionally. Lo- he's still. In, well, he's, he's he's still intentionally launched himself. I mean, you can't say you're trying to get a big hit because, like, it was always. It was still at the time he left the ground. It was always. A, <coughs> it was always a, a shoulder charge, baseline yeah. the worst, like the absolute lowest case scenario of of severity. It was always a shoulder charge. Yeah, and so this is the thing though: is Chad trying to give away a penalty? And take Ponger out of the game 
Like, you know, we know well, that Well, look, the thing is, Ponga... If folds you, I if mean, you... If you can get away with really putting it on him and, you know, slipping him up high, roughing him up when he's taking a bomb and things yep. like that, he can absolutely get fucking... He can get head fucked by yep. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's been proven in state of origin level. It's been proven in NRL level multiple times this yeah, season. That's it. Like, it's, it's a fact. Jamie Sailor 2.0. And this is the thing. And he was having a great game as well. So perhaps it's just Chad's like, okay, we've got to fucking you know take him down a notch because we're not going to get back in the game the way he's going. Yeah. So but again, that screams to me lack of cohesion. If the team can't get together and, you know, because fuck, he gave him three opportunities to huddle and talk. Mm-hmm. Right, true. If they can't get together and talk about, well, what are they going to do and plug these fucking holes and who's here and who's running there and who's, yep. you know, who's calling out what they're doing defensively. Yeah. If that's happening, you don't need to take fucking dickhead shots to try and do something to to stop him. And you know what? Is it the fucking five eighth job to be put on the fucking shots anyway? Exactly. And especially a five eight, <laughs> like, honestly, who hasn't exactly had the greatest year. But he's not known for being a hitman or an enforcer or anything he's like not. that. He's not. But I'm saying his position in the side wasn't guaranteed. They've yeah. got. Um. But, you know, Moylan, he's there. Well, he's, he's there by he's grace broken. of injured. He's he's there by yeah, grace of injured Moylan. Yeah, yeah. But um, look, the the Knights continued their their up and down. Yeah, you no, know, they're Is they're it? just in one of those seasons where they'll put a, an almost complete performance in, and and st- and still unfortunately have like what we saw a little while ago against the Cowboys. Yeah, well, this the thing. Right. The thing is, this was a good performance, and four weeks out from the finals, this is the, you go. Wow, we can fucking build on this. Yep. Look at all the things you did great. Look at how you minimised the things you've been doing shit. Yep. You scored a lot of points. Attack's been a problem. You defended really well. Defense yep. has been a problem. Look yeah. at all these positive fucking yeah. things, and then we'll move on to the when we start to talk about the previews for this week, and then he's pretty much going to bin it. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I, I yeah. So I just, I don't know, yeah. So, I mean, they, they can take a lot away from this great performance, but then you're not going to remember it next week. Mm. Which we'll get for reasons that we'll get into. That's it. Anyway, Clevo said, Ponga's face right now was me after good vibrations with Basement Jacks in 2009. I assume he refers to the bit where he was walking around with a tampon stuck up his nose. Literally. <laughs> a tampon stuck up his nose. Uh, Joel said, fuck, I can see why you blokes don't listen with commentary going on and on about should be a penalty at worst. It's a shoulder charge. It's high. It's late. The cunt took five full strides after Ponger had stopped to the whistle and leapt at him. Talk about roid rage. Yeah, it it was an all-time fucking frittata snap. And it is a snap. I mean, like, like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest at all it's not a hopper because that that was in his in his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time as well, I mean, I don't, th- I, I still think that you know, that Hopper being the loose unit he was back then, where he smashed Keefe, I still, th- I still think that you know, he's not he's not thinking I'm going to go and take this cunt's head off and knock him out cold and fucking you know, and and my career. He's like, I'm just going to put on because back then, obviously, shoulder charges was the yeah, thing. Is I'm just going to put on the biggest fucking shoulder charge I can. Just to level this cunt and try and lift the, you know, lift the boys yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then it just, it just, so much. The reason why it's not in the game anymore because so much can go wrong with it. Yes, and you end up with that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, 
Uh, Winston said, well, on the 14th anniversary of Steve Irwin's death, it is very fitting the Knights have firmly got their thumb up the shark's butthole. <laughs> uh, Daniel said, get the card out, boys. Unleash the credit. Hashtag choo-choo cunts. And uh, Mitch on Twitter said, Chad doing what coach should have done. Rule himself out for the rest of the season. Yes. And he has and he has successfully done close to that. Yeah. I mean, he may be back for the finals, which would be a wonderful boost for the Sharks. If they make it. Well, they're going to make it. I mean, this is, this is, the eight's settled. Don't fall for the fucking commentators and you know, trying to drum some interest into the fucking race. It's yeah. over this weekend. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just not saying that because I haven't gone in and done my ladder predictor like I normally do. Yeah, you don't, this is the thing. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's so everything. I said is, I haven't done my ladder predictor, yeah. so it matters. Fair enough. You know, still- the, the dogs might win by forty or something. I don't know. I oh, know they're only playing manly. You're not making. No, it. no, well, no. We want the dogs to win. Yeah, hundred percent. Because we want the fucking hundred percent. Problem is though, that's on Friday, <sighs> and then the Titans are playing the Broncos Ugh. after after the Friday, like on Saturday or something. So you watch. If Manly do the honourable thing like they did in '97 and sacrifice a game for the good of rugby league, you watch the fucking Broncos go. Well, fuck that! We can't be last and lift and beat the fucking yeah, Titans give them a reason. and make it all for nothing. Yep, you know, fuck them. Soft, soft draw, Broncos. Soft draw. Melbourne twenty-two to feed the Rabbitohs sixteen at ANZ Stadium. The Storm tries to Pappenhausen, Olam, Tino, Munster with three or four conversions from Cam Smith. The uh, Rabbits, 16 through tries to Campbell, Graham, Cody Walker, two conversions, two penalties to Adam Reynolds. Now we're starting to get into the more finals sort of games. And uh, this was a... South obviously surging lately, but lost Luttrell, you know, through through last week. So, yep. you know, how... And it turns out the resurgence was actually real. Yeah. I mean, this is a great fucking game. They yep. had they had Melbourne's... They had Melbourne's measure. You know, they were the equal to the Storm for yep. almost the entire game. They just got them late. And um, and I th- this game overall, it, it makes me it 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 in it, it enhanced the Rabbitohs' credentials. Yes, in my mind, and it enhanced the Storms' credentials in my mind as well. Because I mean, they 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 ate it up and and that came over top. Left side attack of the Storm. Mm. Jesus fucking Christ! When you've got Munster, mm-hmm. you got Pappenhausen sweeping around that side. Yep, Olam's just. Like he sorted out his spacing. He had some yep. some decent spacing issues about you know his depth and proximity to sidelines, and then you got Fox out there as well. Yeah, throw in the mix, you know forwards like Bromwich that can mm-hmm. throw fucking cutout passes like a halfback. Yep. Jesus Christ, that side's scary. Whoever comes up against that needs their fucking homework done and done solidly. Because that's where they got them all night. Yep. All night. They just kept going up and kept going up and kept going up. And because there's so much speed there, one mistake's lethal. Yes. One mistake absolutely fucking gets you. Um, for South, you know, it, there was a, a moment that I thought just really showed off how how dependent they are on, on everyone working together. And it was after Reynolds had to go off for an HIA. And the minute he's back on the field, he's drifting across and he finds Walker running a fucking gorgeous line. And it's just the two of those combining like they were. Was it 
last year. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even last week. I mean, that, 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 there were some tries up the center. That, yeah, you know, that's it. Based on that as well. Yeah. Um, and fuck, what a time for Cody Walker to be hitting his peak again. Yep. Perfect. Just going into finals. Yep. And it's, I mean, it's a shame that they, it's a shame they've lost the trail because I think the, the way that they just seem to be tapering their way into the finals. Yep. I mean, he's probably the difference between them, you know, getting to like that sort of semi. Yeah. situation rather than you know That's getting it. through the is first it, order. Is there any word on him? Is he a couple of weeks or is he gone? He's gone, isn't he? I think he's like I think he's totally gone. Like, I'll tell you what, fucking Matalawi for the storm. Jesus Christ, that cunt's huge. <laughs> like I reckon I watched the replay of his try seven or eight times. Yeah. And just he takes the ball and he doesn't even like put the shoulder in or no. He, he closes his eyes and this little fucking grin comes on his face <laughs> and he's just he's over how the fuck do you stop that well and this is the thing I mean like next year the Titans you know the, the feeders all the all the, the the hype and the you know all that sort of thing mm. but fucking Tino is like down like mm. down low one of the great buyers for next year yeah 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 100% well, he'll probably he'll, he'll be he'll play Origin for Queensland at the end of the year too Mm, yeah, probably. The oh, you saw you got Twitter. <gasps> uh, Lee said, "Cracking game, South all over us for the first sixty minutes, but solid effort from the Storm to stay in there and take their chances from some pretty ordinary South's errors. Paps is killing it and bound for a Blues jersey in the next few years for sure. Maybe on a wing. Maybe. Uh, Super Grover said, Fuck the Benedos." You're a man of a few words. Bethany said, I was really not confident at half time, but despite our forward pack being out injured, we did well. Hughes was an absolute hero with that try saver on Johnson, and Pappy probably deserves man of the match for the try and two assists. In conclusion, kicks out out of the comp again. Here, here. Uh, Phil said, people wondering who'd be interested in taking on a piece of shit like Jared. Oh, no, that was about Cronulla. Sorry. <laughs> Put that in the wrong one. Yes, Cronulla. You had like me Jared a piece Mullen. of shit from Cronulla. Yes. The Titans, 18, defeat the Bulldogs, 14. At ANZ, the, uh, on Saturday afternoon, the Titans, uh, 18, tries to Corey Thompson, Bo Firma, Jamal Fogarty, and Anthony Don. Uh, Ash Taylor, one conversion, uh, a bunch of misses between himself and Fogarty. The Dogs, 14, tries to Meany, four in Lachlan Lewis. Meany, one of two conversions. And here we fucking go again. Can I say? Four weeks in a row. Every other time that, that something's needed to happen, there have been good souls like yourself mm-hmm. offering up. Yep. Offering up the fucking sacrificial lamb. Yep. To do what needs to be done. There were Warriors fans, the team that's been through more than any other side. And we'll take the L on this occasion because 2020 is such a cunt of the year that the Broncos yeah. getting the spoon is the only thing that can save it. Warriors fans mm-hmm. were willing their team to lose. Yeah. I've now lost all respect for the Titans because their shit cunt fan base. So starved. That's the problem. They're so starved. Oh, fuck off. They're starved. They're so, they're I've had lunch with these cunts. They're not fucking starved. Well, I mean, I'm I'll starved of food. Much. Starved of success. Yeah. But the fact that they were willing their team to win in this situation. Yeah. It just shows they don't care about rugby league. Exactly. They don't care about rugby league. Exactly. Selfish. Fucking polymer merchants. This kind of behaviour, I mean, the behaviour that Titans fans have 
exhibited over this last weekend. It's the same sort of thing that, that fucking Victorians exhibited that got them fucking buried under Correct. the fucking bat flu. Yes. It's exactly the same sort of personality so the goal, trait. The Gold Coast is now pretty much Melbourne of the North. Yeah. Hmm. Wuhan of Australia. Yeah. I don't even want to fucking talk about this game. Both of these sides did so many simple things fucking poorly. Mm-hmm. Shit like like passes going to ground from dummy half. Um, people just having no business being where they are in attacking lines. Defense that doesn't know what's fucking going on. Not shutting down plays, like expecting that that players are going to lay down and not shutting him down. Like that, yeah. that fucking stupid try the Gold Coast scored uh, off the second kick. When, yeah. when Taylor's done one of yep. his... You know, frittata little. I was a fraudulent rookie of the year kicks. Yep, and it's done absolutely nothing. And then Fogarty or someone's ended up with it. And, and well, in, it over instead the other of side, shutting yeah. it down, yeah, the dogs let the second kick through. Yep, and then all of a sudden, because the kick went to the left side of the field, yeah, no one on the other side for the dogs decided mm-hmm. to get back on defence. Yep, and was so a, and, everyone was unmarked. Yes, and, and yeah, it was just absolutely fucking woeful. And the, and the unlucky part is, of course, as with every fucking game this season, the dogs have done anything good. It was off the back of Kieran Foran doing it for them. Yeah. And injures himself in the process. Yeah. And now he's got a peck and he's fucking gone for the season. So, and it was that point. I mean, like, if he had been managed to not be injured scoring the try to get them into the game, yeah. then I have no doubt that he could have led them yep. the rest of the way to victory. Yeah. But once he was gone, they had no fucking clue. None. And in fact, Titans, by fucking winning that game, the way you did and that is fucking poorly all you've done now is give the Broncos the roadmap to beating you yep and that is run the ball at your halves all fucking night because neither of them can tackle shit exactly that's just so disappointing yes tweets and comments for this game were as existent as fucking positive plays almost non-existent that's, that's the fourth game in the row, by the way, where it's like, so if, you, if you're doing that fucking, what's that girl's name? Like Piper Perry or whatever on the couch with the fucking black dudes standing oh, behind yes. her. That's like, there's like one more, literally. Yeah. They're probably going to be up against Manly and fucking lose or something now oh, too. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, Terry said, this was the first game this year that I thought the dogs were cruel by injuries and fucking caps lock in the bunker. I would refs fault this, but fuck the doggies let in some soft tries. Thompson played his best game yet for the Dogs, and I hope he stays. Maybe he's, he's getting some uh, sexy good bloke phone calls from Sir Trentius. Mm. And uh, Hammers said, only thing worse than that game is Jai Arrow's hair. And you know what, cunt? The only thing worse than Jai Arrow's hair is your fucking attitude to getting done what needs to be done for this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, James said, got a feel for Kieran Foran. His hair is fucking terrible, though. Yeah, he's like it's like Mattingly at the end of the like, Simpsons episode, like the shavy sideburns. Yes, yeah, like he that, that he's like the end, the, the end, yes. the end Mattingly. That's yeah. it. Um, I tell you what, though, on the subject of haircuts, yes, I uh, I did some babysitting for uh, mate Zeb. Yeah, yeah, a little while ago, so him and his missus could go away. Yeah, for the night, uh, and his middle boy is the same age as mine. Yep. They get along really well. Yep. I think I met him at a, at a thing one day. Probably. I think I gave him my lanyard to go to a game on Magic Weekend. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harvey came down there. Yep. Um, but when I was around, I stayed over at their place. Yep. With Arthur. 
And all we did was watch Penrith highlights on YouTube <laughs> for an hour. And then you started bleaching his hair? No. Now, Zeb runs a barbershop. Yeah. And so he does, obviously. His yeah, my, th- my thinking would be, well, he can fix any fuck-ups I do to this he, kid. He can. <laughs> but when he was doing his hair last weekend, he said, okay, what do you want done? And he said, I want a haircut like Nathan Cleary. <laughs> What's the, he's like it's a straight just straight in isn't he like it's a less shit Chad Townsend yeah so yeah. Chad Townsend which goes is like the, goes, like less less severe theory? yeah that's I guess it. yeah so um, oh, hashtag year of Cleary we're hooking him young oh god we're hooking him young <laughs> that's that's it for the tweets is it yes <laughs> okay cool well, so, uh, so few tweets you got a fucking kid's haircut story <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> um, largely unrelated. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, West Tigers 34 defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls 32. Uh, the Tigers try the hat trick to Nofaluma, a double to Dewey and Umbai with a try. Dewey five or six conversions. Uh, Manly a double to Morgan Harper on debut. Uh, tries to Tafua, uh, Jetski, Tavita Funa, and uh, Jake Turbo. Uh, Cherry Evans four of six conversions. Now, I wasn't that unhappy with this game. To score six tries is fucking great. Like, it's the best the attacks looked in ages. And considering we had. Four players in the back line sharing a combined NRL career of about 10 games. Three of them, in fact, with a combined NRL career of two games, I think it was. It was fucking very pleasing to see how some of these youngsters went. Morgan Harper, will we go back to the Doggies game, the, the last mm. game? Why the fuck couldn't that kid get a run at centre for the Dogs in 2020? Yeah. Honestly, what? I mean, young Kiwi international. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does like a like a Kerrod Holland... Mm. Hold down a spot, or any, or that fucking Mo- yeah. that fucking Chilean mongoloid, what fucking Montoya, like, <laughs> like, what the, even a wing spot. Yeah, how can how can these fucking how can these guys hold down a spot? And this kid fucking walks into yep. a, a, a walks into a side with with fucking no combinations in place. Yep, and scores two tries on debut and looks like fucking yeah. looks like an instant fucking star. Exactly. I mean, I, I I question why he's taking him so long to get a get a run, but I'm I'm glad he did, and yeah, and I'd say he's probably cemented his position and put himself at least on a wing at worst next year. Yep. Um, fucking Schuster had massive raps coming in for him as well, and he fucking gunned it too until he fucking sprained his ankle, and um, and so I think he's in like whatever like sixty minutes of whatever the game was or fifty minutes, mm-hmm. like he fucking cemented the six for himself for next year as well. I mean, he just looked that fucking great. I mean, he doesn't really have much of a kicking game, but that's okay. I mean, he's young and he can learn it. But if he just if he just wants to be the fucking the the running fucking ball playing five eighth, yeah, like you know, Brad Fittler fucking made a legendary career on yeah. being that being that guy. Exactly. Um, Funa, I mean, like you know, he, he's not a fullback, but I fucking love the fact that he's like he's in there and he's trying to actually learn the craft of being a fullback yes. with like two games or three games or whatever in the position to like to be that guy. So I'm, I'm, I think he's he's locked himself into a position somewhere for next year as well. And so what the, the pleasing thing is, if Schuster and Funa and Harper have cemented these positions for themselves, then it means that you know things like you know like Tafua, Parker, and some of these guys they're gone or, you know, yeah, there's not a place for them anymore. I think George might be gone. I mean, you know, what he did, I think he did his Achilles. Mm. And so that's like a long ass recovery injury in the first place. 
and he's not the youngest anyway, and he was sort of you could, he was sort of winding down anyway. So I think that that's probably you know could have him done for good. But um, it was funny, and when Norfolk Luma actually did anything in the game, George Tafu has been the easiest fucking mark in the game for weeks and weeks and weeks now. Let's mm. just say the whole season rounded up. Norfolk Luma is on was negative one against Tafua. Yeah. Until his Achilles. <laughs> like Tafua raped him on a try. Yeah. And then he was negative one on him. Tafua does the Achilles and we get Brad Parker on the wing and fucking Plodel from the second row in the fucking centers. Yeah, exactly. And, oh my God, fucking Joey Leilua and Nofaluma, they're so fucking great running against the fucking average center on the wing and a fucking average second rower in the center. And then the five eighth off with a fucking, <laughs> with a sprained ankle as well. Get it, the fuck out of here. It does make me curious and and i look i get i get that you know if it's your team you want to celebrate every success and and really be be positive where you can but i really do wonder if those people that are fucking frothing over Noffer at the moment yeah are doing it ironically or not no 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 they fucking they love they love him they think he's awesome they legit fucking love him. Now, you and I both know the same person Yeah, that has made a lot of money this year Yes, backing any time try scorers with the formula of who's Noffa guarding. Yeah, yeah. And even the woefully, woefully underperforming George Tafua yeah. collected. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, fuck, okay. Look, yeah, he, d- he did what he had to do. But at the end of the day... This year, the the worst thing about Corona for young players is that there's no reserve grade or anything. Yeah. So they just have they haven't played any fucking games, and it's so telling with guys like um, like uh, Albert Hopewati as well. Yes. Uh, Albert Hopewati, Morgan Harper, fucking all those guys. They never, they've never really played. They've never played against men. Mm. Like the last time they played, they were playing in like fucking twenties or something. Yeah. You know, like yeah. And and so to play eighty minutes against men. They just don't fucking have it. And that's why you get these situations at the end of the games where you're like, you know, it's always the games are lost at the end because they're just fucked because they don't, they don't have fucking 80 minutes, you know, game, real life game against men's stamina. Mm-hmm. And so like the Tigers, I mean, I'm sure they'll be, they'll be, you know, they're very happy to celebrate the win and keep their mathematical thing probably sealed ninth, to be honest, yep. which is, which is probably something else that caused for enjoyment from them. But, um, because I feel like that's not something they're enjoying ironically now. I think they've they've yeah. they've like yeah. settled. They've conceded to the night thing and gone. Yeah, okay, it's our birthright. You know, we need to accept it and we want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they if they if they think they're going to get in the finals, if they think they're going to play a team that's in the eight or a team that's just not absolutely fucking decimated mm. and win. They're still this is their this is their best fucking team. They're actually fielding a full strength side at this point. Now, yeah. <laughs> what do we think about the uh, the Packer and Reynolds leaving at halftime? Nothing. It doesn't fucking matter. Players, this is this is. Um, I, I I hate to agree with with dumb cunts, but there's, I think there's probably something to what Paul Gatlin said. He's obviously probably great friends with Josh Reynolds, so he's yeah. looking out for his boy. Yep. But. There is no, there's no compulsion or requirement for players outside the 17 to attend the games in the first place. Mm-hmm. The fact they did go and then left, it's probably not a good look. But Gallon's complete. He's 100 correct in what he said. In that, 
I'm certain that Phil Rothfield wasn't fucking looking at the crowd shots for the entire game and yeah. noting their absence in the second half and going, wow, there's a story here. Let me dig deeper. Yeah. So someone, and Maguire is a, is a master at releasing stuff to the media to, <laughs> to, to cunt players or cast players mm. in lights that he wants them to be, mm. to be cast in, especially when these two just happen to be the subject of recent talk about their, their hit on the salary cap. And yeah. Like, but look, at the end of the day, it's absolutely fucking nothing thing. They didn't have to be there in the first place. Yep. They didn't have to stay there. Sure, if I was like, you know, if I was in the team and then they're like, oh, they left at half time, I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd kind of, like me personally, I'd be the guy, I'd be at every fucking game. Yep. If it was a Sydney, a Sydney suburban game and I was in a Sydney team, yep. I'd be at every fucking game. Yeah. Obviously, you can't travel to New Zealand with them if you're not in the thing. Or, Correct. You know, so not there, but every game you could drive to on your own free time, yep. you'd fucking go there because it's your, because your boys, like, you know. So look, on, from that angle, I'd be kind of like, yeah, you know, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit fucked. But Maguire's and yeah, you know, comes out later. He's like, yeah, there's no, there's no problem with that. There's, you know, well, we've had a talk to him, but they're, they're not, they're not in the fucking squad at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, <coughs> yeah, yeah, like it's it's an absolute beat up. But you need to think. But I am I am curious about the the things. I mean, even though it's a nothing thing, I'm curious as to why a nothing thing became a thing. Then, like, what are the machinations behind the scene? Yeah, that's it. That made it a thing. That's it. Because journalists, believe me. I mean, like we've said enough about them all year. They didn't come up with that shit themselves. No, at not all. at all. Not at so, all. So, um, fucking Dewey though. What a fucking great game. Best game he's played in first grade ever. Like Souths or Tigers. Yep. And turn he turned actually to be he like single handedly he was the one that single handedly won the game for them. Mm. Um, he was the only one fucking doing anything. Um, and so yeah, shout out to that guy. Get out of there as soon as you can, son. Yeah, that's it. Especially if they're going to try and pay quadruple Fox money to make him the fullback. <laughs> it, it, it's fucking like I don't get why Maguire is doing that. Well, I mean, it's he, not he's he's not yet. We don't know that he's not. It's just he, a scuttlebutt. He did come out and say, yes, you know, I've had a chat with Josh. Yeah, okay. And and we do want to get him here to play fullback. Yeah. You know, he's a great player. He'd be oh, I know he said I've seen, some, I've seen some, you know, qualities that would make him a great fullback. I haven't. Speed. Yeah. I mean, he's all right. He's all right under high ball and stuff. But, yeah. he, I mean, he's not a guy that I've... If, you talk, if you're lining up wingers and saying, pick which one you want to turn into a fullback, yeah. he's not the first choice on the list. Well, there's some things that fullbacks learn to do, mm-hmm. and it's things like get to understand the body positioning of left foot kickers and right foot kickers, and even specific individuals after you've played in the league mm. for long enough. You know, okay, where's the kick likely to go, Radio? Where's the end of this play going to go? Where are they set up? Where do I need to be? It, there's so just, much. There's there's so much to the position that, and I just feel. Yeah. It just feels to me it's like wingers who want to make more money, <coughs> and who are fast. Yeah. See themselves <coughs> as, it's an easy thing to slot into. And honestly, player, you're on the easiest. You're in the easiest fucking position on the field. Yeah. I mean, obviously the NRL is different to fucking lower levels of league. Yeah, but, it is. But winger was the position. Where fat cunt second rollers like myself would go to fucking take a breather, yeah. When there were no interchanges, yeah. It's, it's, it's drop back and drop back before the end of the set, yeah. 
The end. Yeah. <laughs> Catch the fucking ball when it comes to you and fall over. <laughs> Obviously, now it's a, there's a lot more athleticism involved in it because you know you can do it your little cartwheels and whatnot, but yeah. <laughs> with a fucking pike and a couple of somersaults. But <laughs> the basic concepts <laughs> are the same. But um, yeah, tweets. <laughs> in conclusion, fuck wingers. Just fuck them all. Uh, Sam said, "It's nice to be playing September footy. It is." And actually, um, just let me double check this. Yeah, it is. Today's we record. It's the ninth. It is. The it's ninth. the ninth of the ninth. So happy Merry West ninth. Tigers Day, everybody! <laughs> uh, uh, Real Dad Glenn said, "Misty eyes, broken hearts, just lost." And he did that all in caps because he's a fucking boomer and doesn't understand the internet. Rishi said, so the joke's on us. Turns out the Tigpies will fight for ninth. I guess they earned it. Uh, Mitch said, this result holds about as much weight as a suggestion box in Tiananmen Square. (laughs) 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 Completely irrelevant, just like these two merged clubs. Uh, And James said, the Tigers have declined so hard that Run TMB now stands for 12... Moses and Brooks. I think you mean Twile and by and Brooks. And by. <laughs> but Manly. Well, he's Brooks is the original one. That's it. I mean, he was still the original one on there. Manly have declined so hard. Run, DC, Run DCE still stands for Daily Cherry Evans. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking... And actually, oh, he was fucking magnificent in that game. Late on four tries, two forced, field, two forced yep. dropouts. He was fucking yep. sensational. A couple of field goals and he wouldn't have lost. Oh, well. Shame well, is, I mean, is not a couple of either. actual goals and you, and you would have lost, but I mean, you know, that just yeah. comes down to not kicking goals for the last 17 weeks. But he hadn't practiced at all. No, not not being the game, you know, the, the well, first choice kicker. Keep informed, cunt. Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure he was informed. I mean, the well, one, from, the one, for a million bucks a year. The ones he, the ones he missed were like you know complete sideline. For a million bucks a year, hmm. spend 10 minutes extra at training. I'm sure he spent fucking another fucking 10 hours over across the whole yeah. week because it's, it's the type of professional he is. Professional cunt. But, you know, Windy night from the sideline. It's tough kicks. What? Not for any other? Oh, maybe Ponga. Well, yeah, like I, I suppose he he is only not. I'm the looking worst. at ever. I'm looking at everyone else kicking kicking over the round, and he actually acquitted himself fairly well, comparatively speaking. So he he is only not the worst kicker in the history of rugby league. Yeah, I don't but think for he is. the grace of Kalen Ponga existing. Well, I mean, go. like the, the I mean, I can see that Braden Trindle. Nick Meany, Jake Averillo, Ash Taylor, Jamal Fogarty. There's a lot of people who didn't kick <laughs> anywhere near as well as he did. And that's just halfway up through the round. Yeah, but not on a million bucks a year either. I accept Ash Taylor. Fuck. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you, Gold Coast. Oh, fuck them. But not this week. They can't lose. They can't lose this week, no matter how much we hate their fan base now. Yeah. Uh, the Roosters 18. Defeated the Canberra Raiders six in Canberra. The uh, Roosters tries a double to Teddy. Uh, a try to Tupo as well. Um, two of three conversions to Flanagan and a, a penalty goal. Mm. And uh, the Raiders six tries to John Bateman and a conversion to Jared Croker. Absolute masterclass from the man Tedesco. Yes. 
the main man and like fucking Tupo as well doing that Tupo try when they literally yeah. had nothing yeah. on. They'd been hammering it down the right, trying to put something on and it didn't work. So they're like, oh, fucking what do we do? Let's just, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just knock it over, over to the left and, and sure. And Tupo just does it. Yeah. He yeah. just put it high enough yep. and far enough, you know, close enough to the try line. Yeah. And he'll do the rest invariably. Yeah. That's it. Fucking great game. This in, in terms of you know, a, the rivalry that started mm-hmm. to emerge between these two clubs. You know, obviously there was the six again incident last year. The Raiders got them. Yep. Earlier this year when they probably weren't. weren't and it was very, best. actually very similar situation to this game as well where, you know, the Raiders, the, the Roosters were up and they had it in hand at halftime. And then the Raiders managed to sort of just put on a little, a burst just to get in front and the Roosters couldn't just get that killer blow to get back. Yeah. This time though, obviously taking all that on board, they were in the same situation. They didn't let Canberra have that moment. Yeah. Well, they didn't concede when Canberra That's had their moments. Mm. And they just, they fucking choked them out. But two pieces of just individual fucking brilliance, mm-hmm. like the Bateman try, Yep. first of all, and then the Teddy one after that. Yep. Where it was both, and in similar positions on the field. Yep. Not enough, but, but the Bateman try was, you know, it caught everyone unawares because you don't expect a forward to be doing that sort yes. of shit. But the Teddy one was probably even more brilliant because it involved him reacting to the ricochet. Yes. So Bateman's was a simple chip. It went through and, yep. you know, away you go. Teddy's was a fucking lightning readjustment to pick the ball up again and yep. go over. Yeah, he's in fine fucking form. Um, Sonny Bill Williams, you know, I, look, I don't get the hate. I don't get the jizzing. Yeah. I'm firmly in the, the apathy. Yeah, and that's where camp. I was as well. Actually, I found it really funny. Like when you're watching the game sitting there and uh, I, was in, I, was in a, I was in a food coma after just walking back up the road from going down to Easy Street to yeah, nice. have some dinner. And I was just staying sort of up at the um, up at the Marathon across the road from the Star. And, um, and so I was just sort of chilling there watching the game. And just like it just, I just found it funny how they kids because they wanted it to be all about Sonny Bill. Yeah. The commentators are jizzing. Oh, look, Sonny Bill standing up on the sideline. He's warming up, and yeah. oh, look at him. He's smiling. Yeah. Oh, he looks nervous. That's a nervous smile. I mean, and it is everything. Sonny Bill, everything. Sonny Bill, and and I'm just like oh, fucking. And he finally comes comes on, mm. chucks an offload. They turn the ball over immediately after like that. Then he has to defend a bunch, and does nothing. He looks fucking buggered after about yeah. two minutes. Comes off after well, about 13. The, the cunt's 35 years old. Yeah. You know, hasn't played. What are they? Ex- I, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Roosters, it just, it's to me, it was, it, it made this win even better because the Roosters, despite their injury troubles, felt confident enough yeah. to come into this game with three legitimate reserves. Mm-hmm. And the, and the fact they could carry Sonny Bill on the bench yep. for 67 minutes of the game yep. and on field as a fucking passenger who, you know, making like, you know, three or four meters of carry mm-hmm. and a couple of tackles mm. and looking very much beneath the pace of yeah. Rugby League 2020. Yeah. Um, you know, fucking good on him. He seemed to enjoy himself. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, he, he uh, to his credit, he was like, he was the last person to make anything about himself. Yeah, exactly. Everything he was like, it's just fucking great to be here for, you know, for Jay Moore's 300th game. Yep. 
which is what the game should have been celebrated yeah, as. Exactly. You know, the, the, not enough was made of that. Because, I mean, it's a fucking elite club. It's what there's under there's under 50 guys ever yeah. to make that milestone. Yeah. So, um, especially to be doing it and fucking killing it still at the age of like fucking 46 years and old. And not only whatever. that, but doing it, killing it over an extended period of time. Yeah. In different environments, mm-hmm. in different clubs. Yep. That's a fucking achievement. Yes. Um, but yeah, very impressive from the Roosters. Uh, looks like the, that period there where where Flano Jr. was dropped, it must have just been Trent just experimenting with his options just to see what the fuck he had. Yep. Because, I mean, the dominance that Flanagan exhibited in this game, yeah, especially in the first half, was fucking crazy. And then and and you can see how they're, they're starting to switch on to, to that finals gear because then when things weren't happening for Flanagan, Kiri was just there and then he became super yep. fucking dominant for the second yep. half. That's it. And it's just, it's just his one-two punch and Canberra just Canberra fought very very you know very gamely and they were certain like they were kind of, you know they were, they were their match for the majority of the game. Mm. But when once the Roosters put the fucking clamps down and just start like started suffocating them out of the game and, yeah. and Kiri took control. Though there was never, it never looked like there was any. Yeah, you know, exactly. they, they weren't coming back. Spot on. Uh, Stuart said, "So we all agree, SP- <clears throat> uh, SBW will win the Dally M. Fucking hell, more hype than a Ponga. Uh, Nathan- light the candle, not light the candle. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Nathan said the Roosters don't win without SBW. That's you know, hundred percent correct." Uh, Ian. Well, I mean, that's what literally happened, I guess. Said, I appreciate the irony of Whiten struggling to find touch on penalties. Hmm. Uh, Winston said, SPW was cooked in 10 minutes, about as impressive as GI in his last season, and at least GI could blame the piss. And Hamish said, fuck the bids, bibs and kneeling pads are out tonight for SPW. Now, one of those tweets was about irony. You know what all the fucking irony is? All anyone wanted to fucking talk about in our game thread yes. was fucking SBW. Yeah. So he had the desired effect. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. Uh, I'm not sure what you know what their metrics were. I didn't read the article because I don't care enough about it. But they were, they were claiming to to have reaped, you know, the equivalent of you know 32 million dollars worth of brand exposure from the Sunny Bill business. <laughs> yeah. No, I um. I think that's in a similar vein to the way, like, you know, a rich person goes and buys a painting and has one of their friends appraise it for $100 million mm-hmm. and then they donate it to a charity to hang on their wall <laughs> and claim a $100 million tax deduction. Yeah, like that. Okay. I, I think that's where that yeah. brand exposure <laughs> figure came from. Yeah. But, look, i, I got to be honest. Sonny Bill Williams is one of those sports people that appeals to me just because he seems to be about the work ethic. Yeah. And I've piped on long and fucking hard about the difference between ability athletes and effort athletes. Mm -hmm. And he was that mixture of both. Yeah. He was obviously genetically gifted. Yeah. But worked fucking hard. Fought a couple of, you know, set up punching bags in in his boxing career, but... I wonder what the um, I wonder what the Roosters actually plan to do with him going forward because I mean anyone who comes back from injury he's not he's not beating them into the lineup not at all but and also I mean they've got him sort of you know 
smashing it up in the middle as well, which yeah. is never anything that he did in his career. Like no. he was always like a wide running, you know, yeah. offloading. You know, so he was yeah. like he was like a good Bryce Cartwright. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> who fucking knows? I, I legit think this is as much. And say what you will about Uncle Mick. Sonny Bill went to the Wolfpack. Yep. Shit hit hard over there. Their season's still not yep. recommenced. Well, they're not yet. I mean, I saw a thing today saying that uh, it looks like they've got they've met all the requirements to rejoin the, the competition next year, but apparently there's four clubs in the Super League that it has absolutely refused to fucking entertain the thought of them coming back in. Really? It's the opportunity, like the initial English clubs to fucking, yeah. What, so what, what's their problem? I don't think... Do they, I, I, yeah, I, I, th- do I they not like having to go to Canada? Well, I don't think, I just don't think, yeah, I think that is insular. I, I mean, that would be something, that would be a question for one of the, the, the Super League pods, or like Super yeah. League pod itself. Probably have more of an insight into the whole operation of it, but yeah, it just seems, to, it seems like an absolute, well, look, this is a shit show that gets a fucking, you know, sponsorship for free pizza, so. Yeah, that's it. I, I Honestly, think- people pay more fucking sponsorship yep. for, the, for the fucking under 10 soccer team. Yeah, down at the peninsula. Well, as as we said, you know, a fucking nut shaver yep. paid more for us to talk about shaving our sacks than the super than le- yeah. super league pay to sponsor a professional sporting league. Yeah, fuck me. It's one of those things where either Sonny Bill's coming back to Australia, mm-hmm. and he's rung Nick and gone, "Hey, well, his family's here anyway, so he's, he's he was coming back to That's Australia." Yeah. So you know, hey, it hasn't worked out over in for, with the Wolves. Yep, I'm coming back. You know, have, have you got anything for me to occupy my time? Or Uncle Nick's having lunch with another mutual friend of those. And he goes, hey, did you hear Sonny Bill's coming back? Yep. Shit hasn't worked out. And Uncle Nick's gone, tell him to give me tell him to give me a call if he's in trouble or he, or he yep. needs something to do and I'll sort him out. Yep. I legit think that's as much as it is. And it's in a situation now where Trent said, yep, I can put him on the field and, and not fuck us. Yep. So there you go. Yep. Nothing more than nothing less. The Eels 24 defeated the Warriors 18 uh, Central Coast Stadium. The uh, Eels 24 tries to Sivo, Jai Field, Blake Ferguson, Wunga Blake. Moses, three or four conversions and a penalty goal. The Warriors 18 tries, a double to Channel Harris-DeVita. Uh, Perham also a try and uh, three of three conversions to Harris-DeVita. Well, a bit of a spiteful fucking game, this one. Yeah. I would have thought there'd, been a, there'd be a... a, a what would you call it? Like a like a vibe or a feeling of you know brotherhood and shared fucking whatever. Given the you know Jennings and Alvaro have been playing for the the Warriors for a little while now. But, yeah. Um, but instead, Nathan Brown and the Eels were acting like Alvaro and Jennings told them that they like the way the Warriors fuck better, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> It's, because this, this game was way spicier but again th- like, this fucking Warriors team yeah. with all the shit they've been through yeah. to then have their loan players not be able to play yep. because they couldn't suit up against the clubs that loaned them, them yeah. obviously uh, and their players aren't as smart as to get themselves a, a suspension to make room, for that yeah. week like Hetherington did um, Parramatta just must not be the sort of place that you think about once you leave it yeah you know, kind, yeah. kind, I, I guess, you know, how war veterans try not to think about 
the horrific things they've seen yeah. and been a part of. Yeah. Um, Same or, theory. Or members of, you know, altar boys that were raped by, allegedly yep. raped by George Pell. Yep. You know, they try not to think about that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it comes up, yep. I guess, but um, so essentially Parramatta is, you know, the, the embodiment of a pedophile is what I'm trying to say as a club. As a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a geographical patch of turf. Yes, that's it. And as an organisation and as yes. a motherfucking crew. Yes. Yep. With King Nutho, the priest yep. of that organisation, I guess. Yes. Yeah. King um, Nutho, prone to prone to, to season-ending ACL injuries and always had fucking season-ending ankle injuries at the, hand, yes. at the hands of fucking Roger Tuvasa. <laughs> who's getting back to that mad Dalsim teleportation step oh, shit. Fuck, like, we haven't seen that shit in, like, almost years, I want to say. I want to say since the Roosters. Yeah. Oh, maybe did he have one I season? Feel, of I, I feel Warriors? like he did. Yeah, I feel like he did. Yeah, before he just snapped himself. But man, the last couple of weeks though, dude's been fucking next level. Yeah, again. Yeah, like he, the way the way that you know the greatest fullback in the game that he was. You know when he sort of the time he left East. Yeah, he was. Uh, just sensational. Um, and you know, realistically speaking, the only thing that cost the Warriors this game was that fucking sin binning. Yeah, which was. In the scheme of things, fairly soft as far as these things go. Yep. Have to be said. Yep. Generally speaking, the old jersey grab around the collar into yeah. the nudge yeah. hasn't really been a sin binning thing. They oh, they did focus on that a little while ago, I remember, because yeah. players were using that Instead as a loophole. The, yeah. They were grabbing the jersey. Mm. And just punching cunts in the face yeah. with that, but but it wasn't even really a fully <laughs> full example of that. No, not at all. You know, so I think I feel like they were a little bit hard done by there. And you know, the Eels, the difference of the game, they 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 put a couple of tries on them in that in that period. Yep. Uh, the Warriors did a fantastic job fighting back um, with some great tries, great yep. fucking team tries. Yep. Entertaining, you know, chucking it around for half an hour until they yep. find a gap and go over. But um, an unconvincing win, but a win nonetheless for the Eels. And I guess at this stage of the season, that's really what they're after, given some uh, disappointing losses and just some generally poor performances. I would like to see Nathan Brown start being an actual hard man, you know, instead of the just grub cunt fake tough guy. Yeah. You know, because he's got the spirit for it. He's got the fucking ticker for it. Yep. To actually get in there, and when they need him to take the fucking hard runs, yep, get in and barrel cunts over, do that sort of stuff, without this niggly bullshit. Yeah, he goes on, and it's but even do do the niggly bullshit, but don't yeah don't back up and go to water when someone yeah starts to shove you over it. It's yeah. if you're gonna be the enforcer guy, you've got to be the guy that doesn't take a fucking backward step. Exactly, and yeah, fucking. But uh, Timothy, Facebook said. Para have to be the Vuvuzela of all the teams in history to be in third position. They're like the Robert Louis of rugby league. Ugly to watch. You know they fuck it somehow, and when they do, they'll go home and beat their misses. It's probably an apt description. <laughs> uh, Simon said, is there a softer tough guy than Brown? I bet the cut is on TikTok as well. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Anyone can be on TikTok. <laughs> he wouldn't be successful on TikTok. Because there's no market on TikTok for fake tough cunts. There is a fucking market for cunts that can do awesome dances with a bunch of sloots around them. 
and clearly it's a market for people who can't really do awesome dances but are famous. And wear headgear. <laughs> uh, James said, Jazz already showing that he hates every cunt named Nathan Brown. Good game by the Warriors. I don't mind losing a game by six when you get two tries put on you when someone's in the bin for a bullshit call. Fucking ref's fault. Indeed. Uh, Robert said, showed signs of the smooth and aggressive attack we had earlier in the season, but I don't know who fucks whose misses, but we looked like someone was getting fed bat bits like a baby bird and the players don't want to get close enough to share it. Adam said, so if all it takes to get the W was 2 million in players out of the side. Whoops, I've fucking done it again. That's a Cowboys one. Don't worry. <laughs> Hold your fire. Because Mars bars are back on the menu again. They are. In North Queensland, the Cowboys, 23-22 winners over the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons. The uh, Cowboys, 23, came through tries to murderous Frank Molo, Val Holmes, Jake Clifford, Kyle Felt, uh, Holmes, three or four conversions and a field goal. Mm-hmm. Defeating the Dragons, 22, tries to Ewan Aiken, Rabalawa, Jacob Host, um, two conversions and three penalty goals. To Zach Lomax. This is actually a fucking entertaining game. Yeah, it was. Again, by virtue of the score, more so than. Yeah, but you know, it it it, it what it lacked in in quality, it made up in you know like the back and forth nature of mm. the you know the game was in the mm. balance pretty much the whole time. Yep. You know, uh, no team really got away from the other. Yep. And um, old Ben Hunt, I say fucking nightmares. About Golden Point against, against, the, Cowboys. against the Cowboys. The only thing that could have made this game more traumatic is if Feldy had a targeted him with the kickoff and oh, he dropped the, it. The, oh, I suppose they, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have come up against each other much, you know, in, no, in tackles no. or anything. But fuck, there would have been some chirping. Oh, just like the trauma. But yeah, you know, the Cowboys. Fucking who can pick these? This game gives me hope that they can finish the job on the Broncos in, in the last round of the season. Yeah, it does. With, with uh, enough reason. Yeah, cause mm. I did, I, because I did not, I wasn't confident. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I can't lie. They, like, Holmes, Holmes looked good. I mean, the Cowboys as a whole, they looked, they looked pretty good when they, got, when, you know, when they got themselves into gear. And the Dragons, you know, they didn't, they didn't look terrible either. I mean, there's, there's some hope to be, you know, for those guys. I don't yeah, know there is. You know, we'll see what sort of side they trot out and who, who hook you know, puts together as his favourites when it's his mm. turn. But, um, mm. but you know, if if anything can be salvaged from this year is that Lomax is fucking great. Lomax has been sensational. Yep. Dufty's been sensational. Yep. Um, Corey Norman's probably had more moments. Yeah, this game was one of his brilliant. regular Corey Norman games, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, but not enough for him to, to actually look to be digging himself out of that form hole. Yeah, no. And that's probably more disappointing than anything because you know it's there. You know the talent's there and you know... I don't the, know that, actually. Well, you, you, you see him do stuff in games and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, yeah, there it is. Yeah. You know, there's that ability that, that we know you've got. Yeah. He's just sitting back collecting... Uh, Easy fucking white I mean, and still got paid money. I mean, whenever when your two greatest tel- videoed performances are fucking dr- drinking CC dry and lime out of a fucking chick's vagina yeah. and 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 racking up for old mate down the down the TAB or wherever yeah. it was. I mean, <laughs> give show us some football field highlights. Yeah, that's true. 
That's very, very true. Um, uh, oh, mate, Giannis said, uh, I finally worked out the only way we can accommodate Norman in our team is by carrying three hookers. <laughs> uh, Egg Council Creeper said, take that fucking Mars bar. Million dollar drop goals never tasted so sweet. Uh, Sam at I am Sammy G eighty nine said, "Would someone let Grant Axons the flog know that even the AFL have let go of the jumper nudge? Fuck me, talk about not getting the rub of the green. Fuck Atkins, fuck the Broncos, fuck this season. There you go. I'm loving the fuck the bro- like the, the see the just fuck on the, every fucking the, the fuck the Broncos hashtag, hashtag on every game now. Yeah. People, people, they're, they're trying to push it." <laughs> Hey, look, you know, why not? Go for, mm. life. Go for your life. Exactly. Okay, previews for whatever the fuck it is. What, 18, round 18. Uh, Thursday night, the West Tigers take on the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, unchanged squad for the West Tigers. Um, the Rabbits. Gay guy returns. Uh, well, you know, he's been named for the last two weeks but and not playing, but he's been named again yep. to return in five, uh, replacing Jackson Polo on the wing. Um, Liam Knight comes into the front row for Tavita Totola, who is out. It's a pretty big loss for them. Uh, Jed, Cat- Jed Cartwright is set to make his club debut on the bench. Look, Rabbitohs are they're, they're humming pretty well. Yeah, at the moment. Yep. They lost. They, there was no shame in being beaten by the Storm in a great game where you know both teams competed really well. Yep. The Tigers, uh, they're going to learn. They're going to fucking learn where they're at in the hierarchy. Yeah. Look, the, the Tigers, I'm sure, will be able to get in there and go with Souths for for maybe two-thirds of the first half. But I think that Souths just have too much class and too much firepower. Honest especially. to God, when Souths when, when South sweep a backline play, where do they go? Yeah. Left. Where do they go? Whoops. Anytime try scorer, AJ. Yeah. Fucking put him down for a couple. Yeah. One or more for AJ. Then, <laughs> when Rabbitohs are busting shit up in the middle yeah. with Reynolds and fucking Cody Walker. Yes. Oh, how many missed tackles? They're going to go right yes. through fucking old Benj. Yes, they are. Like he ain't there. Yes. I think the Rabbitohs are going to win this game extremely well mm. and consign the Tigers to their, their rifle home of ninth. Um, Bulldogs versus Mighty Manly Seagulls. Okay, so this week for the Bulldogs, what do we got here? Foreign's gone. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was... You good? No, no, no. Go for it. What do you want to do? Did you, did you have something you want to add to the South? No. Of- no, 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 no. Also, the Tigers thinking like their mathematical chance for the finals. And there's there's two teams they come up against in these scenarios usually. The Raiders and the Rabbits. Yeah. Traditionally lose by 50 to both. Yes, that's true. Here it comes again. Now, back to the Bulldogs versus Manly. Big changes in the doggy side. Kieran Forum, uh, I think it was his pack. He's out for fucking ages. Um, Dylan Napper's out injured. Montoya and Karen Holland are out. DWZ moves to center. Rima Smith to the wing. Avarillo to starting 5'8". Um, Luke Thompson to lock. Tolman to prop. Brandon Wakeman to also sue the bench. And the return to the wing of Jaden Ockenbohr. Which is extre- <coughs> extremely timely. <coughs> so Manly get uh, 
Miski to replace Tafua, which is probably should happen a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, Cade yep. Cust returns to to five eighth because Schuster's out for the season with his uh, you know at this stage, you know a couple of weeks is the season. Um, so look, the doggies have got to be massive favourites because just down to team selection, mm. Manly don't have players to pick from. I get that. Doggies have got players to pick from, but they've made, like, George Arliss has made an astute selection this week. In When you see a Manly side that has so many kids in the back line, yep. what do you do? You bring a fucking professional at fucking kids into your side. Jaden Ockenball returns finally to the side, imbued with the fucking power of fucking Dennis Ferguson and George Pell. Yeah. An absolute professional at fucking kids. And so, I mean, a hat trick for him for sure, surely. Sure. I mean that's has to be. I mean this game is tailor made for him. Um, I, all I want to see out of this game is if like this is the fucking one game I am happy to lose this game. As I've said numerous times over the last couple of weeks, we did it in '97. We can do it in 2020. We can tank a fucking game for the good of rugby league. Mm-hmm. We will save the sport. Yep. But just don't let it be for nothing, doggies. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's don't it. Don't leave for nothing. Problem is, doggies are so fucking bad. I don't think they. I don't think they will win. But fuck, I'm prepared for it to happen for the greater <laughs> good. I'm prepared. Um, Panthers take on the Eels. Panthers Stadium. Uh, Capewell drops out for Yo, and uh, the Eels. Andrew Davy comes in to replace uh, New Corre. Panthers going to win this so fucking easily. Yes. Last time. The Eels got them. The last time the Eels were in their peak of their premiership favourite period. Yep. Shit done changed in in the intervening time, and the Eels are one of the worst performing teams with finals aspirations mm-hmm. over the last two months, I feel. Yes. Scratching wins, losing games that they wouldn't have wanted to lose, mm-hmm. and are just generally being fairly average overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Panthers are going to fucking punish them, and uh, couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of people and uh if anything can happen to expose the king any further then no uh, so be it yeah it's gonna be uh stephen crichton running a fucking train on him nice this time i need his ankles just fucking just trample him that's it the dragons take on the raiders win stadium dragons cody ramsey makes his nrl debut coming in on the wing he replaces Brabalaba. It's funny, I felt like Ravalar was actually like 10 levels higher than he's been at any point in his career. Yeah, he look, he had that, that great game against Sivo mm-hmm. a little while ago, but since then has, has looked a bit tired. He used to be like, hold your breath every time the ball goes near him because he could do some fucking dumb shit like, yeah. like someone who doesn't know the rules of the game. Yes. And I feel like, I just felt like he got that out of himself this year, or at mm. least the last half of this year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, he's he's out this week. Um, Kate Ellis to the front row, Kerr and Laurie bench. Fuimano, Fuimano drops to the reserves. Uh, Braden Williami in the twenty. I didn't know he was still around. He's at the Dragons now. There you go. Um, the Raiders unchanged seventeen from last week. Look, the Raiders uh, have been travelling very well of late. Uh, tough grand final replay. Uh, last week versus the Roosters who seem to be hitting their strides. I don't think they really lost a lot um, 
through that through the you know dropping that game, and certainly they'll have more than enough to deal with the Dragons. Yeah, the Titans take on the Broncos. This is a big one. Five thirty p.m. down at Hope Solo Coliseum. Uh. Brian Kelly and Jamin Jolliffe. Kelly particularly, uh, he, he's out, and that's a huge loss for him the way that he's been going this season. Yep. Furman moves to center. Hipgrave to the back row. Fodawaika comes in for Jolliffe, which is obviously a great in. And Whitbread added to the bench. The Broncos. Glenn goes back to the second row. Tio drops to the bench. Offhand Goway returns from suspension to the bench. Xavier Coates joins the interchange. Ethan Bullimore and Jordan Ricky and Jamil Hopawade are out. So they're rolling with the uh, Fluffy at fullback. Mm. Sean O'Sullivan, Tom Dean and Harps combination. Isaac yep. Luke Hooker. Yep. The, 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 the Titans 2020 should win this game. They should, but I would suggest that there are more defensive deficiencies in the Titans halves than there are in the Broncos. Hmm. And the Broncos have been better in the last couple of weeks at taking advantage of opportunities than the Titans have been. The Titans barely scraped home against the Dogs. Yep. The Broncos put on a 60-minute performance against the eventual Premiers. I need to see uh, a Titans win for this game because uh, especially if Manly makes the ultimate sacrifice on Friday. Oh, yeah. It can't be for nothing. Yep. No, and, and I hear and the things I will say to the Titans fan base if they drop this fucking game. Yep. Because teams this season have had one job. Yes. Maybe maybe two. That's it. Maybe two, depending on how many times you face them in the draw. Manly, did, Manly, despite injuries and everything else, they did their job. Yeah. You beat the Broncos. You did your job. Yep. The Roosters done a fucking spectacular job. Like, exactly. 120 to 120, not much. Twice. <laughs> Like, they've done an amazing job. Some teams have done a better job than others, but they've done the fucking job. Titans, it's your turn to step up. Yes. Do the fucking job. Do your fucking job. Roosters, take on the Knights. At the SCG, the Roosters have the return of Jake Friend. Freddie Lussick's not too bad, actually. He's acquitting himself quite well, but uh, he's replaced by the returning Jake Friend. Uh, he'll drop to the reserves. Um, and the Knights. Ponga. Mitch Barnett and Heimel Hunt arrested. Edric Lee returns on the wing. SASA replaces Barnett at lock. And yep. Daniel Saifidi joins the bench. Tex Hoy is the new fullback. Hopefully Daniel Saifidi's knee is properly fixed this time. He doesn't fuck it again. But last week, the Knights had a great performance against a team that's at or around their level, bottom half of the eight for the finals. Yes. It was a good game to get to develop some confidence yep. against the teams that are likely one of the teams that they're very likely to face in the first week. Yep. This week they come up against a team that's not at one hundred percent, still playing very well, and is one of the benchmark sides in the competition that they're gonna have to face on week two onward in the finals. Yeah. Rather than stand up and test themselves against this side to benchmark themselves with a couple of weeks to go and the opportunity to tweak things and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They choose to stand down Ponga and Barnett, two of their best players. Yeah. Strange. I don't, I do not understand. Like if you say, if you tell me that Kalen Ponga is tired 
and he needs to be rested for a finals campaign, you're playing like the fucking 11th and 13th teams in the next two games. Yeah. Rest him then when their games don't mean shit. Yeah. What happens to the psychology of the Knights if they lose this game by 40 points? Man. You can't say, oh, we didn't have Pong and we'll bounce back. You can't do that. That's yeah. look, you've you've fucked you've head fucked yourself if you make it to the week two of the finals or three, or whatever. You're gonna have to play a team like this. He's had a couple of rough games. You know. Yeah. Um, you can rest in the next two weeks. Maybe there's some realism in the team where they say, you know, we we're, we're going to get touched here. I just I'd like. Knows? What what's what's a, a worse? I mean, is it better for them to get to get destroyed with Ponga without Ponga in the side, so they can go? Oh well, we got Ponga to come back. Who knows? Versus getting destroyed with Ponga maybe, in the side. Maybe the priority is just getting him right. Maybe he's yeah. such the linchpin for everything they do. That's just we know it's not a perfect situation. But like, in, and one of them illegally so he was touched up. Mm. You know, if he had legitimate, if he, if he was a legitimate touch and go, like potential HIA, blah blah blah, yeah, then fine, yeah, that's that's perfectly understandable, yep. especially when you look at the excellent way that sides like um, like the Roosters have managed Boyd Cordner and giving him extra time, yes, like then you know like they they've had the amount of time he was supposed to stay out, yep, and they'll throw an extra week or two on top of that, exactly, because they actually sure. kept, yeah, yeah, but but here there was no there was no chat about that being a a reason or any, whatever behind it. Yeah, but he's he's not the Kalen Ponger of the Roosters, you know. As as much as it is undeserved most of the time, Ponger is the hype vehicle of that club. So by him being rested, mm. that's a that's a bigger statement. They're permitted to lose Corden. now. Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows? You get fucked up. Storm take on the Cowboys at Sunshine Coast Stadium. The Storm have uh, Pappenhausen out. Nico Hines moves to fullback. Mooney Valley returns to replace Lume Lume on the wing. Asafa Solomona returns to replace Christian Welch, who's suspended. And Riley Jacks replaces Chris Lewis on the bench. There we go. You know, same thing. Storm arresting Paps. Coming up against the powerhouse club that is the Cowboys. Yeah, Storm, yeah exactly. Storm, Storm are playing a home game against a team that's well below them on the table and yeah. no threat to them. And... The amount of players they're resting, they're also bringing in first top line substitutions yeah. back into the side as well. Yeah, like you it. know, when you're bringing in like you know Nelson, you're back into the yeah. side at the expense of Welch and yep. uh, Vunivalu. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, unchanged seventeen for the Storm, Cowboys. Put your house on it. Yeah, there's nothing much to say. Stormer, Stormer, just get a, get themselves in that groove and That's fuck, it. they've been in the final so often. They know exactly what they're doing at this point. Yep. Sharks versus Warriors at our net strata Jubilee. This is probably the most important game of the round, I think. Um, the Sharks, Johnson returns, replaces Chad Townsend, who, of course, has been suspended for a few weeks. Uh, Tracy joins uh, Johnson with Trindle, drops the reserves. Talakai in the back row for Wade Graham, who's also been suspended. Uh, Katoa returns on the wing, and Goodwin drops the reserves. Fafita joins the bench. The Warriors, Jennings and Alvaro return. Beal drops to the reserves along with Josh Curran. Hapali'i starts at prop with Burr benched. First of all, how bad is that that Jared Beal can't get a spot over a fucking lone player? Yeah, he's pretty old though. Yeah, still. 
Never forget never forget his deeds in in September 2000, uh, 2000, oh, yeah. 2011. I oh, know, that's it. When uh, when he dropped when he dropped the hammer on that fucking coward Darren Lockyer. Yes. Fucking club ruiner. Yep. I'm going to tip the Warriors here. The Warriors have to win for the whole interest in the finals sort of thing because they're one of these these, these teams with the you know, magical you know, mathematical chances yeah, of, of potentially getting in if every if a million fucking things fall their way. Well, just from what I've seen out of both clubs over the last couple of weeks, the Warriors seem to be at least capable of playing as a unit for the majority of the game. Yep. Where the Sharks are a fucking ramble at the moment. Yep. Yep. I wonder, I wonder if uh, if the return of Sean Johnson in the absence of Chad Townsend gets business picking up in the, yeah, in the, look, in the Sharks. Even... But without without Wade Graham though, is a is a monstrous loss for them. Is this the first? Is this the return after his uh, snitch self imposed yes. shame exile? Yes. Okay. There you go. He's back. Apparently, he strained a fucking. He, uh, he's a snitch muscle. Ah. He, yes. o- he overextended his snitch muscle. His, his the snitch Achilles. Snitch. I was going to say that's Robbie Farrow, of course. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, look. I think the the Sharks probably have to win, and if they do, if they do win, they kind of shut the door on every mathematical scenario for finals entry. Yep. I mean, just for the just out of the sake of interest in the finals. I mean, it would it would be, you know, in the in the race to the finals. It'd be great to see the Warriors get up. Just don't know the problem. The problem as well with the Warriors is they're playing down a Jubilee, and they've got a fucking abysmal record there. Yeah. And you know, whether this year is like such a, you know, there's no home games for the Warriors, so. Whether whether it's kind of nullified by that, and you know, coupled with their kind of you know give no fucks, carefree kind of a- attitude at the moment, I don't know. Like I feel like the Sharks should should be favourites, but and I have no confidence in them doing any anything great yep. at all. I mean, they've been they have been flailing around for you know months now. Okay, let's hit the mailbag. First up, Michael said, who's the biggest cat playing in the NRL currently? Nathan Brown. I was going to say Callum Ponger. <laughs> We're both right. Yeah. <laughs> but Nathan Brown is like, well, look, I don't... Well, see, here's the thing. Callum Ponger doesn't go out trying to start shit. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Nathan Brown's the biggest cat, but I am very disappointed in the, in the fact that like I feel like if you're completely on the back foot, getting just just getting you know fucking prison raped on the field, that's that 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 would install you as the biggest cat. I mean, but Nathan Brown, I've got to say, he does get around acting like a bit of a fucking Terry Tough cunt, and he does and he doesn't like being challenged on it. And that, in my books, is a bigger cat mm. than some fucking spindly kid that just keeps getting smashed <laughs> and and doesn't know when to fucking stay down. <laughs> no? the the whole the whole old fucking gouge cunts when they're not looking and mm. you know knees on the head in the tackle and yep. all of that shit yep you know fucking do it do it with your play but you know? yep be an actual fucking hard cunt yep 
Clevo said, which member of Twill Nation would you want to coach your own team and which member would you like to coach the Broncos? Uh, none of you to coach any of my teams and any of you to coach the Broncos because I know that as a like-minded community, all of you have the Broncos' worst interests at heart. Yes. And so I trust that. I would actually want Real Dad to coach the Broncos. He was that? Because he would do nothing but talk to them about how fantastic the kids are that he saw at a local <laughs> carnival and how that he saw a fucking seven-year-old. Who's going to be the next fucking Who will come to the Broncos one day. Yeah. Um, and, and had actually found out where this seven-year-old lives and the place would be so disrupted while there was a fucking To Catch a Predator documentary filmed <laughs> about him that they'd never win another game of rugby league. Uh, Timmy McIntyre. Just a shout, uh, birthday to King Gutho. Wishing you all the very best. I hope your day is as special as you are, XX. What team does he support? Do we know? Well, look, I had this discussion with him the other day and and, uh, and it's like it's it's like he supports the Eels, but then he supports the Roosters and then he supports Cameron Smith. Like, I have a photo of him yeah. crying. Yeah. After Scott Sattler made the tackle in 2003. <laughs> Seriously. You go and watch the fucking replay of the game. Yeah. And they and he makes the fucking tackle and they go to the crowd. Yeah. And there is a kid with red, white, and blue cunt face paint. Yeah. Crying his little bitch heart out <laughs> because fucking the slowest winger in history just got butt fucked into oblivion. That's Timmy McIntyre. You sure it wasn't the fat kid from Hey Dad? No. No. <laughs> this kid raped and then ate the fat kid from Hey Dad. Uh, Chris said, Why is Anthony Griffin all of a sudden the darling of News Limited and Fox? Buzz's feud with Gus can't be the only reason, can it? Well, it's not the only reason, but it's a reason. He is one of those chosen ones, though, isn't he? Like, Trentius is very protected by the media. Mm. Griffin's also also beloved, it seems. Mm-hmm. In this day and age we live of, you know, um, polarized viewpoints, Uh you can back yourself into a corner. And I feel that the feud with Gus might not be the only reason, but it's the catalyst. Whereas when it happened, it was an easy line to take because Gus is himself a, uh, a polarizing figure. People love him or hate him. Yep. Because of the way Hook was treated at Penrith, it was it was easy fucking clicks for them to come out and talk about how unfair it was and how horrible it was and yep. how this. Because you'd get all of the Gus haters wanting to click on it as well as all of Gus's supporters that would want to read it yep. and get fucking outraged. Now it's just as simple as they, you know, they can't uh, go against what they did then. Russ. Can Hook the headmaster cope with having to collaborate with Mill, Millwood and Co on the Dragons team selection process? I think that he's... Uh, you don't sign up to be a head coach for a side without no. you know getting some sort of assurances about it being your... And again, according to Dean Young, he's had full control over selection. And he's only the temp. That's it. Um, One thing, though, that fucking gets me is how anyone in their right mind walked into that job with premiership winning coach Shane Flanagan yep. 
sitting in the assistant's chair. Yep. Waiting to serve out a Another, suspension one more year, yeah. of one more year. Yeah. Yeah. At, you know, it's... Well, you'd, I mean, going as a head coach, I mean, one, one thing that I would absolutely require if I was signing to be a head coach anywhere would be the ability to pick my staff. Yep. That includes the assistant. That includes all the fucking trainers, yep. strength and conditioning for you, the lot. Yeah. And bring the guys in that I've worked with in the past with success or guys that I hear, you know, good things yeah, about. That's it. And that, that includes the assistants. Like, so Flano should not necessarily even be there. Yeah, but that's the thing though. Like in this day and age, yeah. it's so fucking hard to get rid of people. Yeah. How do you get rid of him? Yeah. Hmm. How do you get rid of him? <laughs> Well, implicate him in the commission of a fucking organized steroid program. <laughs> I worked for worked for Morris. That's it. Fuck. Clevo, will Skull be allowed back in the Dragons games now? Anthony Griffin is steering the VW. Yeah, there's been a lot said about uh about old mate Hook and he's uh he's deleted his Twitter account now. Yeah, good. But um fuck. Man. He would retweet and like, you know, Pauline Hansen sort of you know, that that kind of situation Ugh. those sorts of tweets so yeah, okay. he does have a he does have a, a level of that Aussie racism in him and uh, and Skull for those who don't know is a, a Dragons fan who was a very prominent Dragons fan who uh, was an actual Nazi yes but actual go to protests and, and, and rallies dressed in like mm. fucking like regalia mm. Like SS fucking uniform. Yeah. Proper Nazi. Steven said, uh, as one of the few whose wife is also an avid listener, I was lucky enough to score both a Trust Us t-shirt and a Manscaped kit for Father's Day without having to buy them myself. That combined with an unexpected Tigers win made for a pretty damn good Father's Day. (laughs) Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Well, just putting things just to one side, Steven, for just one moment. Shout out to Mrs. Carroll. Yes. How fucking good. How good. What an absolute fucking champion. What an anti-barb. Oh, the absolute opposite of a barb. Yeah. Absolute champion. Uh, you're a lucky man. And uh, and thank you for the support, um, Mrs. Mrs. Carroll as well. Yes. In uh, in, in both yeah, looking after the, the, the Manscaped and trusting us with a trust us shirt yes that's uh it's fucking sensational and uh and congratulations sir and uh, i hope you enjoyed your father's day because it sounds like uh you were set up fucking deluxe and either uh, that or she's just fucking sick of choking on that disgusting sweaty hair forest that is your sack maybe maybe that whole thing about you know saving the mother your mother from that fucking, yeah the, exactly maybe all that was just resonating <laughs> Mitch said, is the 2020 asterisk minor premiership really worthless or is it just worth less? It's worth more. Yes, correct. You're, you're, you're right on both counts, sir. Minor premiership in rugby league is worthless anyway. It's worth more because it's a disrupted season, because there was less training opportunity. Well, there's been it was no kind of more training. There was kind of more training, really. I mean, they got you got an extra preseason in the middle of the you know, no, half the season commenced. because you had to stay home. You couldn't train with each other. Remember, they were ISO'd. Yeah, but I mean, you're ISO'd within. You know, there was the emotional and psychological issues to deal with. Yeah, but a short, a shortened season, and every side has those issues to deal with. 
and some deal with them worse worse than others. Plus, you had teams exactly. that were so there were plus you had your hamstrung. You had hamstrung teams like the Warriors. So any team that played the Warriors twice was automatically given a better opportunity. Any team that got to play the Broncos twice also similarly was given a you know a, a better opportunity. Is there a team out there that played the Warriors and the Broncos twice? Because fuck me, if that team exists, absolutely sucking on the teat yeah. of the softest drawed titties and that you've ever seen. still get the minor premiership. So there are more things that they have to be good at than they would have in a normal year. So it's worth more. Yeah. So no, the, so the minor premiership is always worthless in rugby league because it just, it's, just not val- it's just not valued in the course of a, of a year as it is in some other sports. Mm. Like, for example like the Premier League soccer, it's the entire thing. Like mm. it's the thing that you, that you, you, you do, you get that and it's the, it's the ultimate prize. Mm. Um, you know, it's first past the post through, through the season sort yep. of thing, you know? Um, and then they've got all their other leagues for, you know, for various other little, you know, silverware and qualifying for those and stuff like that, which are more like a final series type scenario. Yep. But um, I, I would actually like to see more weight or, you know, more fanfare, because the minor premiership is that like it's you know you, you you go three years down the road in the season you like you don't mm. fucking remember who won it yeah like it's exactly. just, it's just not a thing yeah um, tipping <sighs> the reign of King Kong is fucking over he has absolutely shat the bed well you know he's still tied for first but uh, second overall now uh, Benny eighty nine on top one hundred four King Kong Matt on a blood buzz also on one hundred four so we got four people tied at the top then we got uh, Andy one point back. Then we go two points back to Nightmare, JBB, East West Arabian Swamp Echidnas, and Doggy Dude. And I was just actually checking the the overall table. And in this, you know, abbreviated season, there hasn't been much of a as much of a pull away in terms of the tipping. Because we've had, you know, what we're up to round, we've had 17 rounds of action. Yep. The top hundred is only separated by 10. Yeah, wow. So that's not a lot of fucking points between. Yeah, not, at all. not a lot of leeway between one and a hundred. Um, and that's it. That's full time for episode three sixty seven. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Uh, Facebook community lives at hashtag Twill Nation. Get in there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. And uh, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League for our page. That's where you'll see the episode releases. Make sure you hit the like button, share that shit around, help us spread the word. And if you'd really like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If there is a similar mechanic on Spotify that I haven't fucking looked up, please, by all means, do that too. Fuck. For, you know, Spotify, you can do what that out al- that that band did. I mean, there's a story, I don't think it's possible anymore, but there was this band. And they came up with an idea that, like, we need to crowdfund the cash to record our next album. Yeah. So what we're going to do to this end is we're going to create a fake album, put it on Spotify and have our fans stream that album, which was just tracks of silence. Just stream it and just leave it on streaming over and over. Jesus. (laughs) To which they earn $20,000 in royalties, (laughs) which they then used to record and produce the subsequent album. Okay. This came to light, of course, and Spotify was like, well, you got us. We're going to close that. We're going to honor this 
but we are going to close okay. that loophole gotcha. <laughs> forevermore. But if you want to leave episodes of Twill streaming on your Spotify over and over, it's not a financial gain, but it might help us on the Spotify charts or something. So, you know, fucking Fuck go, yeah. go nuts. Do some experiments. See what happens. Yep. Um, and if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up at any time for only $3.99 a month. And that's entirely the extra episodes every week and uh, other good stuff as we think of it. And we'll keep it going through the end of the season, all the way through. Uh, and also, it's probably uh, a decent time to announce it now. Uh, as you know, we had the Manscaped thing going on uh, a month ago, or whenever it was. And uh, that was a basically a trial with the... Basically, to try us out, see how we worked for them. Um, with, the, with the idea that if it didn't work the first time, it wasn't going to work the second time. Mm-hmm. Turns out it worked like a motherfucker the first time. And so uh, Manscaped are coming back on board and we'll be going uh, right through until uh, through December. So uh, not officially official yet, but you'll probably hear us do a, do a, do a read over the next uh, couple of episodes, I'd say. We'll do another read. Yep. And uh, all good. Glad it worked out for them. Worked out great for us. Worked out great for you guys from the sound of it. So uh, very happy to find a partner that, you know, works for everyone going forward. And uh, plus we got some, you know, we got some, some good laughs, shiny nuts. Good, good laughs out of the stories and stuff as well. And so we may even, if you have some stories, but send them in. Maybe we might, <laughs> we may, we may feature them in the reads going forward. Um, that's it. That's all we got time for this week. So, uh, if you got nothing else to add, thirteen in a row. See you next week. Later. <laughs>